WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, October 9th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, phone number on Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHT. That is the radio station. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. We've got Anthony and Natasha in here this morning as the associate producers. Daniel with the morning off. Dawn, good morning. How are you, dear? Good morning. Doing great. How are you doing? Been better. Been better. Been a lot better. A lot of big news going on. Good weekend for sports, though. Gregory, how are you, sir? Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing well. Good weekend with the girls. Ah, nice. Disconnected. Good. Got off the Twitter machines. Oh, good. Watched some good sports, some yeah. good family time, and yeah. then uh, all hell broke loose around the globe, which we will get to this morning. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Obviously... What is going on, sadly, with Israel, Hamas, the United States, Iran, Palestine, that cluster you-know-what. That'll be a big focus this morning. Also, some very, very good polling numbers for Donald Trump. We've got a local story with surveillance in Lehigh County. More drama between NFL players with the vaccine and Pfizer. And uh, some bad looks for the Bidens, from dog bites to... Taking your kids' college funds and, uh, you know, using it for uh, partying activities. So we got all sorts of good stuff. And, of course, a couple of good wins in the world of sports. Wait, you didn't do that? You didn't take no, your, your no. kids' college fund and blow it on hookers, no. and, hookers and blow? No. Well, number one, I don't have 20 grand in the bank to do what Hunter <laughs> Biden did. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Wow. Man, yeah. fa- father of the year right there. That's Ooh, right. Put him on the cover of Time Magazine. Yeah. There you go. All right, so we got a lot to get to. Let's get right to the news. Round number one, 604 here on this Monday morning. And for that, we give you the great Don Stenzel. And good morning. Yes, on this Monday, October 9th, uh, we do have breaking news. And this news is heard around the world and here in our, Philadelphia, in our area in Philadelphia. Uh, many speaking out leadership-wise. So we'll talk about it all, and we have it all covered this morning. Israel intensifying its Gaza strikes. This is day three of the war, if you will, uh, that has been declared in Israel. Um, more than 1,100 dead in the fighting. That's one of the big headlines this morning. And we're hearing about uh, heavy rocket fire just moments ago. So this is um, going on as I speak. Israel's military battling to drive Hamas fighters out of southern towns and trying to seal its borders as I speak as it is pounded uh, the Gaza Strip from the air and mustered for a campaign, and its prime minister said would destroy the military and governing capabilities of the militant group Hamas. 
So civilians paying a high price on both sides, at least 700 people confirmed uh, killed in Israel, a staggering toll on a scale um, in a country that has experienced, obviously, in decades, and many saying we haven't seen this in some 50 years since the Holocaust. But in truth, we've never seen anything like what is happening, and more than 400, we're told, have been killed in Gaza. So Palestinian militant groups claiming to be holding right now more than 130 captives from the Israeli side, women, children, yes, Americans, who are reportedly held hostage, but as well of the hundreds killed over the weekend, we are hearing that, in fact, uh, Americans have been killed. We've confirmed at least four. So today the military saying it is fighting Hamas in seven to eight places in southern Israel. So this is a breaking news situation. We'll bring you the latest developments, obviously. There's a lot of local reaction that we'll bring you throughout the morning. I know that local groups speaking out, and clearly as I talk to uh, law enforcement sources, not just here in Philadelphia, surrounding suburbs, New Jersey, Delaware, all law enforcement at every level on high alert this morning. Because, of course, as this is happening overseas, how are we impacted? And then when you factor in, for example, the southern border that is um, leaking like a sieve, if you will, there was concern last week, as we reported to you, that the FBI had confirmed that at least 151 Individuals who are on their most wanted terrorist lists, in fact, were, um, you know, were tracked going over the border. So what does that mean for us? Are they among us? And then as far as Congress, of course, we talked last week, the big story was the infighting, the boosting, the ousting of the speaker. But what does that mean for this morning? It means that Congress is crippled to act quickly. So on every level, there are so many different stories that we're covering for you this morning and certainly serious news and ramifications as we look at this. Um, a lot of local news and we'll get into this this morning, but we know that uh, there were two people dead, three others injured in Philadelphia after multiple shootings over the weekend, according to Philadelphia police. And so we'll talk about that one as well as we move forward. Um, let's get to the, the brighter news of the day, if you will. We have a lot of economic news coming out this week as well. But when we think about our Philadelphia Phillies and our Eagles bringing us a ton of great news as, of course, our Phils, no problem. They've got it. <laughs> Phillies lead the Braves one zip ahead of the NLDS game two tonight and in in Hotlanta, which is not so hot right now, Nick. No, they're not. And I remember saying... Um... Friday, when Stalker stepped out at 9.30 to put the corporate suit on for the last half hour of the show, that if the if the Phillies could steal Game 1 in Atlanta, they're going to take the series. And I, I think they are going to do that now. I Having worked for the Odyssey Sports Station in Atlanta, I'm telling you right now, their phone number this morning is officially a suicide hotline. <laughs> Guaranteed. They are scared to yeah. death. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we want them scared. So, uh, you know, just, I mean, it's just so exciting it's so exciting that we're leading game two today. Philly's opening the series by beating Atlanta. And everybody was saying, ooh, Atlanta, they're so good. They're not so good. And the uh, East champion Braves finding themselves in exactly the same position as a year ago, trailing the wild card Phillies after the opener. There. Yeah, baby. So where, Nick, where do you and I stand on our on? I was our, thinking about uh, this yesterday because I almost nailed the Eagles game to the exact score. Well, you did because I believe... Was, I, I said twenty three sixteen and ended up twenty three fourteen. 
Wow. Yeah. I think just because I was that close, you should trim a good 20 right off of your lead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm up 60 on you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got the Eagles game completely wrong. Um, oh, that's right. To, You'd like the Rams. To be, to, well, to no, no, to no, 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 no. To cover. Right. I didn't Not win. I, I made, I made the statement all week. Right. That. The five and a half. Or... That I just didn't like. I still thought the Eagles were going to win. I just thought it was going to be by three or right. something. And by the way, most of the game was by three. Yes, it was. Until. It was a good game. The second half. Until it, just, it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> until A.J. Brown just started flexing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I. I feel like we should. We need something to do this. Uh, Let's just take the, my deficit from sixty. We'll bump it down to forty, and we'll go from there. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Don. Get back to the serious. All stuff. right. Well, no, the serious. The, the serious stuff. No, I. You know, let's talk about our Eagles. We win twenty three fourteen, and it's not a home game, by the way. But it. If you were just listening for a minute, you might have thought it was a home game. Home game yeah. Right? Because Eagles, Eagles, we, yes. we just take over as Eagles. Eagles! <laughs> the, the, these, these teams in Los Angeles and the West Coast should be just ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Low the, energy fans. The only reason they have one, much less two franchises, is because the NFL wants that TV exposure in the LA market. Mm-hmm, of course. That's it. But nobody, like, they don't. And the Rams are a decent team. They you won know, the Super Bowl three years ago. And I noticed Whatever. yesterday they played, uh, or they, uh, uh, Kate Hudson was out there, and oh, there was yeah. all kinds of celebrities yeah. in the, uh, but, but, which I, no I'm, actual fans. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad there were celebrities there that were not named Taylor Swift. <laughs> I went Taylor Swift free yesterday. Yeah, what a Sunday. What a concept. It's amazing. I'm sorry, Don. All right, so uh, let's go go to some highlights, shall yeah. we? Let's go to well, the it was nice let's that Jalen Hurts. Uh, he, he, hey, Jalen, meet Dallas. Talking about Dallas Goddard. Oh, yeah. Because this has been, you know, like, what? Dallas is open every game. So, so they really discovered each other. And so that was nice. Offense starting hot. Hertz and Goddard connecting for four receptions, rounding out with a touchdown. So let's go to, is this, um, our sister station or our brother station? 94 WIP. WIP cut A. Hertz into a long count. He's back. He's looking. He fires. And it is complete for a touchdown to Dallas Gunner. He got him. He got him his fourth catch, Mike, on that drive. Wow. They jammed it down his throat, that opening drive. How many, I mean, you see these these teams, and the Eagles just have so many weapons. Uh, like, just, the, like, who do you just, pick to stop? I know. Right? It's unbelievable. Like, okay, let's take Devontae Smith out. Here comes yep. Goddard, you know? Exactly. It's just... it's. Well, another weapon that we know of, A.J. Brown wow, continues yeah. his dominance. Listen in as the clock winds down. Before the half, he brings in this huge gain with a stunning one-handed grab. Hurts takes the snap. He's looking, still looking, and he fires, and it is complete. Brown. Brown at the 35. Brown at the 30. Brown at the 28. And a penalty flag thrown. It may be a face mask on the Rams. What a great catch Seven by seconds Brown. to go. Yeah, this is what you need. You know, give these guys opportunities to make big plays. Brown with a one-handed catch, and then he's able to find where the defenders are, trying to avoid defenders, pick up a block, and get the ball downfield. Such a stud. It was not a face mask, but it was still they were they were desperate, and nasty. Okay, yep. the defense. What? <laughs> my this is my bias. Good. I can be biased. Put in the slant on it, baby. Put right. the slant on it. <laughs> The defense shining in the second half. Defense with rookie Jalen Carter showing his talent once again. 
Check out this key sack in the third quarter. Cutsy. Stafford standing at the 15 to accept the center snap. Empty backfield. He looks left. Here comes the rush. They've got him! Guess who? Jalen Carter. Guess who? Jalen Carter just does a phenomenal job of just getting rid of the offensive line, and he gets a full head of steam at Matthew Stafford. <laughs> they got so many big dudes up front that are young and scary. They truly do. Yep. And uh, do you want, do we have time for one yes, more? absolutely. Okay, Temple alum. Woohoo! Local guy, Hassan Reddick, Temple alum, I should say, sealing the game with this second sack on QB Matt Stafford, leading the Eagles to five zip. Cut D. Stafford again in the gun. Stafford calling for the football. Stafford takes the snap. He's back. Here comes the rush again. They hit him. He hit him. Down he goes. It is Hassan Wettick again. You know, I think the only person that can clean up Temple University with their crime issues <laughs> is Hassan Reddick. Let him go on campus for 48 hours. He'll finish it. He'll fix everything. Just when you thought, like, who's left to do something at the end, yeah. who seals the game for yeah. him, Hassan Reddick. It's like everybody was, joins the party, right? He was basically non-existent for I most know. of the game. I know. It's it's just sweet. It's it awesome. Yeah, it is. Really and then is. the Cowboys get beat by 50 last night. How great was that? <laughs> NBC 10 first alert forecast. Big difference from last week. As we think about last week at this point, we were, it felt summer like in the 80s. Today, the high is 62, but this seasonable fall weather continues. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 614 uh, on this Monday morning as we kick off another week with another big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, the big take this morning, Israel's 9-11. Saturday, October 7th, 2023, one could argue that Israel faced their own version of a 9-11 tragedy at the hands of Hamas. That's what the headline reads in the free press. They say the terrorists went house to house. They maimed, they murdered, they mutilated. Chilling words from the author of the column, Noah Pollack, who wrote for the free press. And what we now have is a brutal war between Israel and Hamas, the terrorist group. Many are saying this could be another much broader regional war. Military experts believe that Israel will be on the offensive and go right into Gaza as they are this morning. And this will be a deadly, ugly war. This has been a war that has been going on for ages. I think we all realize that in varying degrees and intensities, despite the claim by the Biden administration of the most peaceful time in the Middle East in nearly two decades. Sadly, I don't believe this will ever change, and it will never end. And the media coverage and the political views will always be divisive on this topic, so to speak. You'll have one side of people saying America is not pro-Israel enough, or America is too pro-Israel. You will have others saying the same thing about Ukraine and Russia and how we should stay out of the conflict. But there is the dream and the goal of global peace, and we kind of had that under Donald Trump to some extent. There are American interests at stake. Global security and stopping terrorism is at stake. And then there is the current president, who is once again asleep at the wheel. Now, under Joe Biden's watch, America has had a disgraceful withdrawal from Afghanistan. The United States gave over a Russian arms dealer who is a killer in exchange for a female basketball player. Russia has invaded Ukraine, and the U.S. has since dumped billions upon billions to Zelensky. China has toyed with us in real time and is a real threat against Taiwan. Iran and North Korea also aware that Joe Biden exudes weakness. So whether it's a proxy war, a cold war, financially assisted protection, however you want to classify it, 
there's no question that World War III is far more likely to happen under Joe Biden than under the watch of Donald Trump. And speaking of Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States posted this on Truth Social just about a month ago on September 11th. Quote, can you believe that crooked Joe Biden is giving $6 billion to the terrorist regime in Iran? That money to be used for terrorism all over the Middle East and indeed the world. This incompetent fool is absolutely destroying America. He had the audacity to announce this terrible deal today, September 11th. To pay for hostages will lead to kidnapping, ransom, and blackmail against Americans across the globe. I freed many dozens of our people from various unfriendly countries and never paid a dime. End quote. Trump on Truth Social back on 9-11-2023. And from Trump to DeSantis, let's hear what the POTUS candidate from Florida had to say about the Israel-Hamas disaster from Saturday. Take a listen and watch. Israel is now under attack. I stand with Israel. America stands with Israel. Not only do they have a right to defend themselves, they have a duty to defend themselves against these Iranian-backed Hamas terrorists. Iran has helped fund this war against Israel, and Joe Biden's policies that have gone easy on Iran has helped to fill their coffers. Israel is now paying the price for those policies. We're going to stand with the state of Israel. They need to root out Hamas, uh, and we need to stand up to Iran. Keep in mind, Ron DeSantis, a military man. Steve Scalise tweeting the following on Saturday, quote, the Biden administration must be held accountable for its appeasement of these Hamas terrorists, including handing over billions of dollars to them and their Iranian backers. Ding, ding. Oh, by the way, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, silent on the front so far. And then Donald Trump Jr. tweeting something that I think we all appreciate. Quote, I'd like some mean tweets and world peace right about now, end quote. Wouldn't we all? And speaking of Trump and peace, Donald Trump, by the way, the first president since 1977 to not start a war, man of peace. Seems to me that all the conflict and the unrest largely was driven in America by the media, the left, and those who couldn't handle a strong president who didn't put up with any crap. Here are some more awful details from the free press with what happened on Saturday in Israel. When Hamas invaded Israel this morning, terrorists steamed across the border in pickup trucks, by motorcycle, on foot, and even on paragliders. Once inside Israel, they abducted and murdered Israelis. They shot people in cars and at bus stops. They rounded up women and children into rooms and machine gunned them. They went house to house to find and murder civilians hiding in their closets and dragged the bodies, bloodied, of Israelis back into Gaza, where they are now being beaten and mutilated in front of crowds. That is from the free press. And one has to ask, how could this happen with no intelligence, with nobody under the belief that, hey, something is brewing here, we need to stop this, whether it's in Israel or here in the United States? This wasn't just a rogue group of four or five individuals. This was calculated, methodical, and meticulous. And you would think all of our politicians would be against this, at least say the right thing publicly, right? But not the Squad Dems, because it doesn't have to do with racism in the United States. Squad House Democrats, known for criticizing the state of Israel, faced massive backlash from conservatives online over the milquetoast statements following Hamas's deadly surprise attack on Israel. Several members of the informal Progressive Caucus published statements on Saturday condemning the violence and calling for the conflict to de-escalate. Of the squad members, Rashida Tlaib of uh, Michigan, a Democrat who's been basically silent on the attack of Israel. Keep in mind, in 2021, 
Omar landed in hot water with senior members of her own party, as well as her opponents when she compared America and Israel to murderous terrorist groups Hamas and the Taliban. Additionally, during a 2021 ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, Omar said the fighting stopping wasn't enough and that the U.S. was, quote, underwriting crimes against humanity, end quote, through support for Israel and that there needed to be accountability for every war crime committed. So when you look at it in totality here, Joe Biden is very weak. The global enemies know it. Squad Dems are hypocrites, and we all know it. And this did not happen under Donald Trump. And if he was still in office today, I don't believe it would have happened yesterday or on Saturday. And everybody should know that as well. It's just day after day, this administration continues to blow it. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210, the phone number, 855-839-1210. You can get in on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHD. And, of course, on YouTube to be a part of the Kale and, comment, uh, Kale and Company comment community. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction, have some conversation with what has transpired over the last 72 hours, including a Wall Street Journal report with the United States, $6 billion, and where this funding went to. We'll get into that and also the local impact because there were pro-Palestinian marches not only throughout this country, but right here in the city of Philadelphia over the weekend. It's Kale and Company as we continue live here on a Monday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Feels like fall outside. What a great time of year to find yourself. That new or certified luxury vehicle you've been wanting and you know you want it. You earned it. Now go get it. With a little help from my friends from Piazza premium automobiles they're always here for you in your unique vehicle search and that's across the region you have the tri-state area because the piazza premium family features dealerships across pennsylvania delaware and new jersey and one of their newest locations jaguar land rover harrisburg so find your alfa romeo your maserati your mercedes-benz porsche i mean these are some of the most beautiful most powerful vehicles on the road right now jaguar Land Rover, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, Nick, Dawn, Greg, 855-839-1210 is how you jump in, 1210 WPHT on social media, and of course, be a part of the show on YouTube if you would like, YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. So obviously big news developing Saturday morning as we woke up and saw that there was once again conflict and escalation and flat out uh, tragedy in the Tel Aviv, Jerusalem area. And I'm watching Fox News this morning, uh, sirens and sounds and explosions being heard from uh, the Gaza Strip to Jerusalem to Tel Aviv and everywhere in between. Uh, some of the headlines this morning, Israel formally declares war against Hamas as it battles to push militants off its soil. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu vows to turn Gaza into rubble as the Israeli prime minister tells Palestinians to leave now and says 
Hamas will pay an unprecedented price. So those are a couple of the headlines, and that was obviously what our big take was centered around, and just the historical significance of, sadly, the death count, the total, and just the sheer volume of just unbelievable uh, visual images. If you were paying attention to any of it over the weekend or whether it was on cable news or talk radio 1210 or on social media, just an unbelievable, unbelievable and look, this is, I guess, actually, I'll take that back. Sadly, somewhat believable because this has been going on for, you know, lifetimes now with, with this section of the country. And, you know, I think, you know, we all hope for, you know, global peace and one day everything is, is achievable. Um, I try to be as realistic as possible. I don't know that that section of the country, of the country, of the globe will ever be at peace based on the historical significance of everything that these two groups have been fighting for and battling over for hundreds of years now. But, uh, Dawn, your thoughts on what has transpired and also the way it's been perceived here in this country and locally here in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it is it's I just am embarrassed for lack of words to see that in places like Philadelphia, in New York City, and you have protest, you have protesters not protesting violence against, you know, civilians, as you, as you had mentioned, as we're horrified to see this all started on Saturday, um, going to multiple points and targeting homes, targeting civilians and to, to make sure that they're take, cause they know, they certainly knew, you know, Netanyahu was going to declare war as he did yesterday. Yeah. They knew all hell would break loose, but they thought, oh, we'll have these human shields and we're going to take the most sy- sympathetic individuals, whether they're Americans, whether they're grandmoms. We all saw the image of the grandmom and her pink long, you know, nighty yeah. and little kids and babies. And oh, my goodness. So, you know, that's what they're trying to do. I Obviously, it's not working. And so then the question is locally, you see these individuals and they're out there supporting hamas Mm -hmm. in philadelphia right we and new york we have we have the video and the audio i believe of uh, what was happening locally now i i saw the philadelphia stuff after the new york stuff there's a video in new york city where it looks like your old school fashion protest where you have a street and on one side of the curb you have people that are pro pro Israel chanting and then on the other side of the street you have a group of people that are chanting pro Palestine and everything else like that and then I saw the video in Philadelphia because I'm wondering all right if it's happening in New York and I saw a couple of other cities out west it was going on as well I'm like all right I wonder if it's happening here in Philly and I didn't go searching for it somehow I just stumbled across it in my timeline uh, and you're gonna hear some of the audio here it's probably better if you're on YouTube You'll at least get a visual component with yeah, it. Yeah, I don't as have well. I don't have any sort of audio. Okay, but, uh, I thought if, there was audio attached with it. Yeah, uh, written house square audio is that a Daniel? yes? I, I believe that, I that should right, be it. Let me uh, let me pull that up right now if you want to yeah. put it put the video up on YouTube. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Right. So this is the pro. Wow. Yes. Pro, the pro Hamas. Pro yeah. Folks, pro. I mean, hopefully they're, you know, when I first saw it, okay, I said, okay, they're worried about <clears throat> innocent Palestinians being yes. caught in it, and that's my hope. Yes. But in fact, there were those, there was rhetoric here 
that was in support of Hamas right. and the terrorism that took that's place. That's correct. Which I right? think is very and that's horrifying. Im- which is very important to, to make reference of because, you know, you have <clears throat> Palestine as, you know, a, a, a region and whatever you want to call it, a nation or a, a country. And then, of course, you have Hamas, the extremists. And, that, you know, it's one of these things where I feel like sometimes, you know, you hate to label everybody because it's just one small percentage of a group. But, you know, Islam is largely a, a religion of peace. But then you have the yeah. radicalized, you know, the radicalized extremists that want to, you know, blow stuff up and murder well, people. Well, let me just say this, that that uh, it's it's really hard. It's really hard when you have a religion that really that literally believes mm-hmm. the people of Israel, the Jewish people are are like the devil like there's no like how do you get how do you get around that well and then the hatred comes to america because we support and back israel so it's like death to america death death to israel but what i'm saying is is you know we're talking about all these you know innocent palestinians and everything and i get it but their religion is based off the fact that they believe that the the jewish people are 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 Satan? Right. Yes, but it's important for you, for for you to say that because of our connection, and I'll just take you back to remember when um, news anchor Laura Logan was was caught over there. Yeah, and they were the men grabbed her and were rip, like trying to rip her hair out and were pulling her. Yeah, savage. Separate, but yes. uh, they were yelling as they were trying to kill her until a group of women. Who were uh, women who who were Palestinian and or Muslim women gathered around and saved her life mm-hmm. and literally it was it's just a gripping story. Yeah. But the point is that they knew she was an American and they were calling her Jew, Jew. In other words, they view all of us. So anybody that thinks this is a Jewish Palestinian conflict, if you're an American the to them, yes. you're a Jew. Yeah. So to just understand the word Jew or Jewish applies to all of us they want to you know and that and that's really what it has been reported by every reporter i know over mm-hmm. there is that this is a hatred as we are an extension of the those yeah. they hate and, and so thus this is americans yeah. too and the other thing I'll, I'll just point out to you that we're hearing that there are protests on both sides greater philadelphia um area the jewish federation as well as those pro-Hamas groups are planning today, mm-hmm. they're planning all kinds of demonstrations. Yeah. So we're going to have this in our area. We're going to be, and I hope it remains peaceful, mm-hmm. but we have this today. Well, let me just say one thing, too. I'm I'm not religious, so I, I'm probably the last person who should speak on this. But in my in my opinion, there are all there there are all these different religions that help people and make people feel better and all that stuff. Like I'm, I can get behind that one hundred percent. There's one religion uh, that wants to blast us back into the Stone Age. Right. That's all I'm saying sure. is is that you know when you say you know largely it's yeah. a religion of peace. I understand that, but their teachings are very anti-gay. They're very anti-women. Yep. Uh, they believe Jews and everybody in the West are uh, are are Satan. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how you you know when they believe that so strongly. I right. don't know how you fight that. And l- let me point out. I'm glad you mentioned about you know them being against women and homosexuality. Some of the Gen Z uh, Gen Z dopes out there yesterday. There were pictures at protests 
where you had Gen Z young people that fall in the LGBTQ plus community. And I'll use the Q for the word queer, right? There were signs that said queers for Palestine. And everybody was photo captioning it like uh, OutKick, Fox News, all all sorts of conservative outlets were saying, hey, does does anybody want to let him in on the secret? Like, yeah. Queers for Palestine, they will kill you. They literally will stone you. Yes. They're so dumb. We have to be careful because, okay, I think we we have to be careful in talking about this and reporting on this because on one hand, here in America, and what you're pointing out is how blessed we are. And so there are mosques. There's a huge mosque that has just gone up in New Jersey. So I think there is a huge difference. I worked for years in Chicago. I worked with um, one of Farrakhan's son-in-law. I mean, there, you know, there's a huge difference between us as American-born individuals who believe in free speech and free religion, yeah. and don't believe in violence as the answer. Right. I mean, the old our our Bible, our the Old Testament Bible says, you know, women should be stoned and stifled, basically. So, I mean, we can look at any religion and say stuff, but I'm just saying there's a huge difference mm-hmm. between what we have here in America and other countries as opposed to uh, the radicalism that's happening in the middle east right right mm-hmm. and so but but to me what, what's scary was that the protests in philadelphia over the weekend they were specifically saying cheer on hamas mm-hmm. yes. who are those and that's what greg is pointing out that so now by extension you're saying cheer on the people who were were raping and murdering they're literally going house to house right. they're house literally to house and going pulling house like to house. little girls and mommies and murder like they're, oh my god they're doing what the nazis did in world yeah. war 2 yes, there's there's there is there is an equal equivalence to what the nazis did in world war 2 yeah. to what these this is the worst these guys this is the worst tragedy and, to these people since the holocaust and people are and people are cheering this so on to, yeah and to cheer that on right it's, it's sickening and this, and there's two, there's two little uh, caveats I want to tie into this with uh, this country and with intelligence. One, um, think about where we are right now. Let's start within our country and work our way over across the you know, across the pond, so to speak. So in America right now, we know, and the criminals know, we will not prosecute crimes. We will not have a law and order society. We also know that our border is a wide-open sieve. You can come up through the southern border and get into this country at an easier um, ability than ever before, 304,000 just in one month alone last month. And globally, so if the criminals in this country know it, the career criminals in this country know it, if everybody in this country, in Mexico and around the globe knows the southern border is wide open, and then globally, which I mentioned in the big take, Russia goes into Ukraine, China's messing around with Taiwan, Iran, North Korea, Israel, Hamas. You think right now there's probably five or six global tensions, global escalation, whatever you want to call it, all while this president, Joe Biden, is the president of the United States of America. And why is it happening? Because in this country, criminals know that prosecutors, cops, and the government are weak And Joe Biden exudes weakness across the global stage. We were told for years in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, Donald Trump will lead us into World War III. And yet everything they said about that guy is happening right now under Joe Biden. And everybody with evil, sinister intentions in this country or around the globe is cashing in and capitalizing on it. 
because this guy does nothing. They were having a barbecue at the White House yesterday. I know. I, Did you see that? Yes. You talk about a PR oh nightmare. And then Clinton hasn't said a word. Obama hasn't said a word. And we've got this Wall Street Journal report that we'll get to in a, in a little bit, probably next segment. But the other thing I just want to mention, how, and I'm just thinking out loud here. And look, I, I don't know anything about intelligence or you know uh, security and how to counter thwart terrorism. But this wasn't just you know six or seven individuals hijacking a plane. No, I mean this was hundreds of people, and it was almost as if Israel, the United States, and any Western ally had no idea. That this was on the verge of happening. Yep. How? How? That's that is yeah. an intelligence communication failure of the of the biggest magnitude in twenty years. And I have to wonder. <clears throat> I do wonder as this news broke over the weekend. And now, if you're just waking up to this, the latest report is that Israel has retaken control at least of the southern part of Israel, and so that's a, a bit of some good news here as they're talking about explosions. But it did make me wonder on Saturday when the news broke of this this horrifying scene that was going on. And I wondered, you know, I wonder if the intelligence community was hearing that there was some major terrorist action that was being planned. And is that why on Wednesday they made that sudden announcement as far as the southern border? Remember, we talked about it on Thursday morning then. And we said, you know, what was this? And everybody was you know, trying to theorize why suddenly Blinken, right, mm-hmm. would suddenly say, OK, uh, we have an acute. That was the word he used, acute problem. And we want to shore up the border. So was it was it that they they heard some traffic and they didn't know where it was going to hit, but they knew that there was a major terrorist action somewhere in the world? I mean, I don't I'm just I'm just putting this out there. It's suppositioning, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to wonder now, yep. looking back, you know, correct, because it was it was not we knew that. Remember on Wednesday morning, we said, oh, today, Biden at one o'clock, he's planning to talk about student loan debt and he's going to make a major announcement. I mean, there was nothing on the docket, no indication that Blinken would do this. And then it, it just seemed to come out of nowhere. So um, I want to start with this because um, I was going to save this for the cut sheet. I can play it later, too. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to cut 14 here. So this started uh, around 1130 Eastern time, like our time. Uh, Joe Biden came out Saturday afternoon and said this, cut 14. I got up this morning and started this at 738 o'clock. My calls, mass terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. So he started 738 o'clock. Are you saying Mm -hmm. that he got up early on the weekend? Me? Yeah. Like I was up before that because you know I'm a right. three year old, but like <laughs> I I knew this before our commander in chief. You're telling me nobody w- woke him no. up no. in the middle of the night no. just to say, Greg, he's almost eighty one. I, I he doesn't have time for this. <laughs> Right. Like seventh, seventh. I got up, had my coffee. Oh yeah, and then they told me about you know yeah. what what was basically nine eleven for mm-hmm. Israel. Yep. You can't wake the commander in chief up. Our nope. our biggest ally nope. is is under attack. Right. And you can't wake him up in the middle of the night? Are you effing kidding me? The biggest atrocity to people of Jewish descent since the Holocaust. And I'm surprised they didn't let Joe start his work day at noon. Because he <laughs> normally works noon to four. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he and was- they had to have had, to your point, they had to have had a conversation. Yes. And they're like, shh. And Commander was barking, shh, down boy, don't he- bite anybody, don't bark. You know, they're just, shh, granddad's sleeping. Yep. He- 
He so li- who's running the country? He literally <laughs> he literally acted like yep. it was, you know, woke up this morning, read the New York Times, yep. had some coffee, had my brand cereal, uh-huh. make sure I was regular all day. Right, and this is the commander-in-chief. In. Yes. This is like, the commander-in-chief. You know, and oh, by the way, the house is a mess right now. We don't have a speaker. Like, we look like... We, we, we're like an unmade... Mess. We're an unmade bed right uh, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Trump would have had the Moab and the... You know what I mean? On the way, yeah. baby. It would have had the plan. I mean, under Trump, it was F around and find out, and nobody messed with us or nobody messed with anybody else around the globe. Yeah, Trump leave Biden's in office, and it's like, yeah, here comes World War Three. Okay. I, I, no, I know, and I know they're trying to blame Trump right now for his policy, his pro-Israel policy, and they're trying to say, oh, Trump teed this up and he created this. Well, not, you know, I, I simply think that you have a commander, in, to your point, a commander in chief asleep, you know, slept well and soundly as Americans among those victims, you know, being murdered and slaughtered. This policy, the fact that anybody would blame this on a previous administration mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Two a.m. You wake him, you wake his ass up, and right. you say, "Hey, but hey, by the way, uh, Israel's under attack right now. We need to form some sort of a plan." Mm-hmm. Like, right. th- like what? Like, how you are we gonna? You can almost see it in a movie, right? Exactly. You can almost see them going into the commander's room, or knocking on the door, or ringing the phone, and he roll, he rolls over we, and picks up the phone. Hello. We have engineers. At this radio station on call for for some dopey, you know, for a bunch of dopey radio stations. And yes, I can say that. I'm on call if need be. My phone is never on. Well, it's kind of on silent. But (laughs) but you know what I mean. The the commander in chief should never, ever get a peaceful night's sleep. So you're saying I'm sorry. our great engineer Dave Scalish would have done more yes. right. overnight. Yes. That's right. I've seen him do more. When my when my mic stand breaks mid big take, he's in here in eight minutes. Yes. It's oh, unbelievable. Amazing. And our commander in chief was like, seven thirty, eight o'clock when I got up on a Saturday. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Right. I had to have my blueberry morning, 855-839-1210. Let's continue this conversation on the other side. And also the report from the Wall Street Journal that Hamas says the attacks on Israel were backed by Iran. We'll get into that as we wrap up our number one of Kale and Company on the other side. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. You know, the last time WPHT travelers visited Italy... Many of you discovered Northern Italy with my friend Dom Giordano. Well, next we're heading to Southern Italy on a gastronomical tour of the most gorgeous coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the very best, the professionals from Conservative Tours. Yeah, if I'm putting my good name on the line, I want to travel with the best tour operator in all of Italy's Italy, my friends, at Conservative Tours, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. We're going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri, 5267. That includes your airfare, luxury hotels, fabulous dining events. You'll be talking about this years from now. Call toll-free 888-733-9494, or you can go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture there, and it'll take you through. You can see the entire itinerary. I'm so excited. Come away with me. Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secrets, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and, of course, the ancient sites in Rome, all before heading home. Join me next spring in Italy. I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. ConservativeTours.com. Tell Dawn sent you. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, 855-839-1210 to jump aboard. 
A lot coming up in hour number two. Of course, we've got the cut sheet at 745. Uh, but obviously the big story of the day. I mean, it's such a big story uh, that even uh, from the way a presentation is being put on on Fox News this morning, the, uh, the the morning show Fox and Friends are not like on their normal like couch and futon set up. They're at like yeah. a news desk because this is such a serious thing and you want to present it in a certain way. I, I'm sure you guys saw this yesterday, the Wall Street Journal with a report that uh, the headline reading that Hamas says attacks on Israel were backed by Iran, to which uh, Jennifer Griffin doing some fact-checking on Fox News, trying to claim that uh, if anybody is saying that that $6 billion uh, in that swap with Iran contribute to this, they're saying, well, that might not necessarily be the case. She says uh, the $6 billion is still currently held in a Qatar bank, along with uh, the U.S. Treasury oversight, she's told. The money came from Iranian oil sales to South Korea and did not include a- any U.S taxpayer dollars for what that's worth uh north korea spokesperson adrian watson said in a statement quote not a single cent from these funds have been spent and when it is spent it can only be spent on things like food and medicine for the iranian people so you could take that for whatever it's worth or you could say well hamas are they playing politics by saying um you know these these attacks uh on israel were backed by iran because they know what the headlines are they know what the news is that the u.s made this you know this swap of people and cash and unfroze what six billion dollars worth of um i mean funds. it's no question that the money came from Iran, no doubt, uh, or the funding for this came from Iran. I think the issue is that it's into question whether it was actually this six billion dollars that we uh, released to them on nine eleven. But let me ask you a question: if you uh, if you knew you were going to be flush with cash soon with six billion dollars, exactly, would it matter uh, if you spent? a little more. No, uh, you're on a free roll, so e- to speak. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you know, y- it's all semantics. Like, yes, technically, it wasn't this. Like, they didn't go to the ATM and withdraw right. six billion dollars right. and say, "Here's your money for you know to to uh, you know yeah. carry out this heinous attack." Yeah. But but it, it you know it, it's all it's all there. Yes, you know is. what I mean. So. I don't know. You know, and, and just thinking out loud real quick, and this is what scares me about the United States right now. And I, I just saw that on Fox News they showed the, the battle between pro-Hamas, uh, pro-Israel on the streets of New York. And cops had to intervene and break it up and, you know, keep everything, you know, so so to speak, mostly peaceful. You know what happens now, whether it's in Philadelphia or New York, if our law enforcement is focused on these two groups not starting an actual fight in the streets or killing each other or whatever it is, you know what that does? That distracts law enforcement, which gives an opportunity for the criminals in this country that already don't get arrested, that already don't get prosecuted, to have open season on more looting and more rioting. Hey, now seems like a good time to go rob Target. All the police officers are focused on pro-Israel and pro-Hamas. Let's go for it. He's like, this is what this is what happened. This is the world we live in right now. Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, to Greg's point and your point as well, thinking about you know, Israel is surrounded by enemies, right? If you look at all the statements from Iraq, Iran, Syria, I mean, Iran and Syria issuing statements of support for Hamas. Boom. So, I mean, the question, everybody's quoting the Wall Street Journal, good for them and their sourcing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the question is, how did we, I mean, Israel is like the best, right? They're the bad A as far as their intelligence community 
the fact that their intelligence community did not see this coming, Mm -hmm. the fact that our intelligence community apparently did not see it coming. So this is horrible in the world and concerning because if they didn't see this, and this was a major planned attack, and obviously it was not sudden. It was by, you know, air, by land, by sea, Mm -hmm. in multiple, you know, coordinated attacks, right? So that's a concern that they were planning this level of an attack mm-hmm. and nobody saw this coming and if you don't think what else is coming right if you don't that's exactly where i'm going if you don't think there are already sleeper cells in this country right now and i'm talking about the united states of america you're sadly mistaken you mentioned in in the news this morning 151 on the terrorist yes. watch list up through the southern through border the FBI, yes. right. so if you don't think a few have slipped through the cracks <sighs> and, and that stuff's being plotted in this mm-hmm. country uh, i got something and- i got something to tell you and Lebanese, Lebanese, uh, we, Iran, Syria, Lebanese, Hezbollah, congratulating Hamas yep. on a large-scale heroic operation. So this is what Israel is surrounded by. I mean, I know we have, um, right now, we have, I don't know if they're there yet, but they were on the way as of, like, I was monitoring this until I yeah. couldn't sleep last night, until right. the wee hours. But we have, you know, battleships heading over there, sending reinforcements, etc. And so... It's just concerning to see Netanyahu, you know, this is war. That declaration yesterday that happened, it's, you know, this is not something that is quick. And this is something that obviously involves us, all of us. Yep. 855-839-1210. Hour two is on the way and some great polling news for Donald Trump as we kick off the seven o'clock hour next here on Kale and Company. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, 855-839-1210. If you want to jump in, have your say on the conversation, you can get us on the socials at 1210WPHT, and of course, watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. What's on the cut sheet is coming up at 7.45. You will certainly hear some audio in regards to, in relation to, everything going on with uh, Israel and Hamas. Also, some other stories we will get to uh, this hour. Uh, Some great polling news for Donald Trump. Also, an interesting battle and an interesting development in the world of COVID uh, with the CDC. We're going to get to that. And more bad news for the Bidens, whether it's uh, college funds or tensions mounting with the Secret Service. Uh, apparently, Joe's got a history uh, with the Secret Service, and it's not just about dog bites. Uh, we'll tell you about that story as we continue this morning. But let's get the news going, round number two. And for that, we go to Dawn Stensland at 7.03. And good morning this Monday morning, October 9th, as uh, we're starting out chilly in some regions, forty in the 40s, actually, and, and 50s. So a chilly morning, no doubt. And we're, we're uh, sponsored this morning by American Heritage Credit Union this morning. So let's talk about what's happening right now. We do have a lot of breaking news right now in southern Israel. The time it's about two o'clock in the afternoon, obviously, with the time difference. So the update here this morning, if you're just waking up to this and you had not heard here in, you know, in our region and across the country, reaction is swift as we hear that war has been declared by Prime Minister Netanyahu, the Israeli people under siege, and the updated casualties as well. We know now that more than 800 Israelis have been killed, slaughtered really, in this attack. And the reaction from our local leaders as well is swift. 
So um, as as we hear about this, for some 400 Palestinians also killed in in as we look at the backlash from that so over the weekend. So it all started on a very holy day, and that's important to point out. What happened actually 50 years ago in 1973, if you think about what happened, they planned this attack not, not only on one of the holiest Jewish days and the celebration following that, but on the all-important 50-year anniversary, right, of, mm-hmm. of October 1973. Yep. And that also leads us to believe that Wall Street Journal report that I know you'll talk more about, and you've talked about, Nick, that this was planned and they wanted it to be on a holy high holiday uh, for Jews, not just in Israel, but around the world, and as well a, a, an important anniversary. Which doesn't that almost add to the fact of how can you have such an intelligence failure? I mean, it, you know, not to compare anything, but that would be like something like that would be like the United States being caught off guard on September 11th, 2027. Like, uh, like on certain days, I mean, you're remembering these things and the, the tragic circumstances. Like, that's one of the days that you can least afford a lot to allow anything to happen, I, w- I would think, with the way my brain works. But Yeah, that's well put. So uh, the death toll rising as the day goes forward, because, again, it's the afternoon there, as we know that some 800-plus Israelis killed, 400-plus Palestinians killed, and this, as Hamas started this, launching the biggest attack on Israel in a lifetime, 50 years, killing at least 1,200 and wounding more than 2,000 with the barrage of rockets as gunfights are reported in cities, especially southern Israel. So this morning, we're hearing, this morning for us, Eastern Time, we're hearing from Israeli officials now that they have secured those areas. Um, but the the fighting continues. So um, Governor Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania releasing a statement condemning the horrific acts of war in Israel by Hamas and their enablers. So Shapiro writing that word enabler. And we've talked about all of the statements from, you know, Iraq, Iran, Lebanon, etc. And even Saudi Arabia's statement was a bit lukewarm. And so that was concerning to many. But Shapiro, Governor Shapiro, releasing the statement, these attacks on innocent Israeli civilians are abhorrent and warrant world condemnation and outrage. Our family has shared many special moments in Israel and our hearts break for those living this horror. Now we stand in solidarity against terror and are praying for all people in Israel. And I'll just point out Pennsylvania's Congressman Guy Reschenthaler, who is a friend of um, WPHT saying, you know, putting out word that Israel's under attack by Hamas terrorists. America unequivocally standing with the American people, with the people of Israel. And then he had retweeted that statement, that video statement from Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. So just to give you a, a sense of some of the some of the local reaction, but pointing out that this was on one of the holiest days of the year and Shabbat, Shabbat as well. And that's why all those young people were out celebrating, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that was part of their plan. But the devastation this morning and the death toll grows. Mm. Whew. Yeah. So, um, and and we're covering the latest reaction because now I'm I'm getting word that in fact, as we talked about, there were there were pro Hamas demonstrations here in Philadelphia as well as in New York. Now we're hearing there will be more demonstrations in Philadelphia and the surrounding area as well. 
So uh, pro-Israeli demonstrations as well as pro-Hamas demonstrations. I know you mentioned Shapiro. Has has anybody locally from Kenny on down said anything, or have they been completely silent? Not, I haven't seen a statement, but I think everybody is, con- you know, is saying we're with is is condemning yeah. the the deadly attacks. Okay, but it is odd that we have not seen major statements, you know, from, for example, the Clintons, as you mentioned, the Obamas right. earlier, which is odd, and. And I, I will say there were many people over the weekend who said even mainstream media, it was it was odd. It was not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, of course, news organizations touched upon it. But and yes, it was on a weekend, but it just did not feel as if it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even contrast. I'll say contrast it this way. Think about the coverage over the weekend, even over the House speakership the previous weekend. Right. And and then compare and contrast the Republican infighting situation, mm-hmm. how that was everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Was this story covered in an equal way? Well, also compare and contrast Republicans today versus the Republicans of old. Think about it with the first Bush conflict, second Bush conflict. Trump comes in. I'm going to steal your phrase, Don. Peace and prosperity. Now the Republican Party is the party of peace. Yeah. It's really it's a really a remarkable shift in dynamic in the last 30 years, so to speak, probably to some extent because of one man, an outsider that, yeah. you know, which, which, again, you know, the establishment in the swamp, they love war because war is profitable. Here comes the outsider who's like, no, no, I'll put out tweets. I'll de- you're not going to none of this is going to fly under my watch. By the way, I've got some old tweets from 2018 where Trump was tweeting about North Korea, basically saying, stand down. I've got mm-hmm. a, I've got a bigger button than you do, Kim. <laughs> yeah but the mean tweets and so so it's interesting in the political world and the news world although i will say for hollywood you know you have madonna natalie portman um ivanka trump who we know she and her husband jared are obviously she's jewish and we can think of the famous you know where she was at the wall and so on so ivanka trump as well releasing statements love and prayers for israel and talking about those killed and how devastating it is so hollywood in essence, was seemed to be quicker to you know put out words of love and prayers and support and solidarity with Israel than many in the in the political sphere. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hollywood wakes up earlier than Joe Biden does. So that, that explains that. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh my goodness! Hey, we can't get Joe on the phone. He's still sleeping. Let's get Natalie Portman. What's her number? <laughs> Natalie. Yo, Natalie gets she's got her morning workout. Exactly. Yeah, even Madonna. Hey, you're you know? gonna have to put Zumbo on hold, Nat. We got we got oh conflict. <laughs> so much going on today. Of course, the good news of the day that we'll, that we'll talk about for us locally is Eagles win. We're five and zero. We're undefeated, and we're we're facing the Jets. So I predict we'll we'll be six and zero, and then our schedule gets a little tougher after that. If you look beyond it, and then of course our fills are hot in uh, not-so-hot Atlanta against the Braves, Game 2 in the series again tonight. So we're all rooting on our sports team, our sports teams. NBC10 first alert forecast. When we think about fall, and on this day, many children off school, this is Columbus Day. If you, if you Maybe you haven't heard it's Columbus Day because nobody in Philadelphia calls it that. It's technically Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. A lot of schools are off. It's a, technically a federal holiday, but I will say a lot of colleges, like Penn State, they have class today. 
Okay. So many colleges, many people at work because it's nobody says Columbus Day anymore. That's right. No mail today either. No mail. Okay. It's a federal holiday, but I get, it's... I got the nap for an extra two minutes today. <laughs> we are sponsored this morning on this chilly 62 degree but sunny fall fall-like day, and that's much of the weather this week. We might see a sprinkle of rain, by the way, this evening. That's our NBC10 First Alert forecast. But we're sponsored by American Heritage Credit Union, the place for first-time home buyers, in-house realtors, a $500 lender credit for new homeowners. Just visit AmericanHeritageCU.org slash FTH for details. Loan subject to credit approval insured by NCUA equal housing lender NMLS 433838. Thank you, American Heritage Credit Union, for sponsoring our news. Lots of breaking news this morning right, here on Dawn. Kale & Company. Thank you very much, Dawn. 855-839-1210, the number. Some bad news for the Bidens coming up in about 10 minutes. But this is also bad news for Biden and really good news for Donald Trump. So this is the latest kind of collection of all of the polling data that we have for the general election coming up in just about 13 months and it factors in the real clear politics average and then every other polling service out there from M Consult, Messenger, Susa, New York Post, NPR slash PBS, YouGov, Marquette, ABC, uh, ABC slash the Washington Post, NBC News, Yahoo, and Emerson. So those are all 12 of the major polling services out there. The date range ranges from September 14th through October 3rd, sample sizes ranging from as small as 700 people to as many as 5,000 people. You know, your typical margin of error, 25 to 3.5%. And the results are as follows. Of the 12 services, Trump leads five, Trump is tied in five, and Joe only leads two. The real clear politics average, Trump is up 1.1 point. Trump is up three in the Messenger poll, three in the New York Post, three in Marquette, th- uh, plus 10 in the ABC News Washington Post poll. They are tied in Sussa, M Consult, NBC News, Emerson, and Yahoo. Joe's only two advantages are a two point lead in the NPR PBS poll and a five point lead in the YouGov poll. And I've been talking a lot about with polls and data and the betting markets and just the word momentum. If you are the Trump campaign, and, and I say this as somebody that always reiterates, take polls with a grain of salt. And I'm not trying to be too caught up in the moment. But that being said, it is really looking like Joe Biden is crashing and burning in polls. Donald Trump, on many fronts, rising and steadily going up the board. And that's not even just from the indictments and the court cases you know, that we talked a lot last week about his two or three days in court in New York. We know he's got Atlanta, Georgia, Fulton County coming up, D.C., Mar-a-Lago. But even things that transpired this weekend under Joe Biden's watch, you know, with an ally like Israel caught completely off guard. We talked about the intelligence failure for Israel, for the United States, all of this stuff on top of what was the PR nightmare last week, the border Oh, now all of a sudden we're going to finish the wall. Every day, every week, every month that goes by, you continue to see the abject disaster that is this administration. Trump seems to get stronger and stronger. The attacks against him, the persecution, the prosecution. And you just look at, well, we were told this would happen with Trump, and it didn't. 
And then it ended up happening with and under Joe Biden. This should really not surprise you that these polls are so pro-Trump or a coin flip. Basically, five advantage Trump, five deadlock tie, two advantage Joe Biden. I think if you're in the Trump camp this morning, you feel really, really good about it, about where you are now, just about one year out. So we'll continue. 855-839-1210, the number. More bad news on the way for Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, as we continue Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Monday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Kale, Don Sensel, and Greg Stocker. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend and your work week is off to a good start. Finally feels like fall. Hooded sweatshirt season. And, uh, ah, we have the, the hoodies. Oh, oh. Well, we have the meats, too. <laughs> and then you get to meet sweats, and then it's a whole big yeah. thing. But, yes, uh, this morning, if you're watching live on YouTube, mm. uh, I have donned, no pun intended, the Kale & Company charcoal gray hooded sweatshirt with the Kale & Company logo and free speech lives here. Is it charcoal gray or is it light gray? You're right. It's a heather gray. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a heather gray. No, isn't a heather green? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a light gray. Yes. It's a nice sweatshirt. It is. It really is. And it fits uh, you can you well. get it at the merch store. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 1210WPHT.com, 1210WPHT.com if you want to see it. Uh, put the put the camera, Natasha, back on Nick, if you would, for a second here so we can just so he can model it. So I'm wearing it today, which means you'll wear yours on Friday, I think is the rule, right? Someday, yeah. yeah. Someday I'll wear it. Someday, uh, someday. Some, um, yeah, yeah, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice, it fits you well. That time of year, man. It fits you well. Yeah, it's a good sweatshirt type day. I'm telling you. Um, it's a nice color. It is. I like the color. I like the white. Yep. Um, but you can get it all, 1210WPHT.com. Uh, help us uh, promote the that's station. Right. Yeah, all, all kinds of stuff up there. That's right. Um, help us promote the station, the show, whatever. We've got the hooded sweatshirt, the t-shirt, the coffee mug, and uh, of course, you've got the uh, the other shows as well with all the merchandise for Rich Dom. Dawn's is on the way as well. And by the way, I'm going to get when the Dawn shirt is officially available. Yeah, yeah. I will be making um, it, whether I get it for free or if I have to get a purchase. I am going to wear on camera the "It's a Sin" shirt. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yes. absolutely. Everybody in the Delaware Valley will be wearing "It's a Sin." Can you imagine going to the grocery store and you just see the Dawn show "It's a Sin" as you're going down aisle three. <laughs> you're looking at the prices of food and you're like, "Oh my god, it used to be three dollars and ninety nine cents." It's, it's a, a sin. sin. <laughs> should uh, should "It's a Sin" be on the front or the back, Dawn? Oh, I don't know. Oh boy. I mean, That's why is, you're the brand manager. Oh, this, no, is this is your, your uh, brand. This is your brand. Skill set. <laughs> is, is it my skill set? Okay. <laughs> you're like, you're like. I just sit here and look pretty and do the news. No. That's right. and do an amazing show. There you go. All right, uh, 855-839-1210. So uh, this is more bad news for the Bidens, and you got to love this. I, I want to start with, um, with Joe. We'll get to Hunter here in a couple of minutes or on the other side of the next break. But uh, Joe Biden apparently has got a long, checkered history with the Secret Service. It's amazing how all these things start to kind of come to light as you wrap up year three in the White House. Uh, the Daily Mail with a story with how Biden's tension with the Secret Service 
goes back to his days and years as the vice president. And it's not just about the dogs and all of his German shepherds that can't stop biting Secret Service agents. Apparently, Joe is also a little bit of a creep and a pervert. Oh, no. Because Joe Biden's tension with the Secret Service goes back to his years as VP when he made female agents uncomfortable by skinny dipping. What? In front of them. Wait, yes. what? what? So we've heard, you know, we've heard about Rudy Giuliani and you know yeah, what yeah. he was doing allegedly on January 6th. And we know all these politicians are all perverts and they try to, you know, <laughs> I- impose their will on females like perverts. scumbags. <laughs> hey, skinny dipping in front of female secret that service was, agents? I forgot about that. I didn't even wait, know about that. I, I, I didn't it know about rep- this either. It was reported at the time. Was it? Yeah. So wait, wait. I so forgot about that. This was in the Obama days. He was vice president. Mm-hmm. He was in the pool. He well, just came out skinny dipping in his mm-hmm. in his seventies. I didn't wait, wait, wait. I didn't think the White House had a pool anymore. Didn't uh? Was this at your pool? Didn't didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't one of the uh, didn't didn't somebody fill it in when like who who had the pool JFK and then like would uh, he he would have all kinds of sex in the pool. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody came in and just like filled it in. I I, I guess. I, I didn't. I mean, think about this though. I, let's do the math and work our way back. Joe's almost eighty-one. So Obama gets into the the White House in two thousand eight. Yep, that's fifteen years ago. Joe would have been sixty-five or sixty-six. How many sixty-six-year-olds do you know that go skinny dip? Well, I mean, it's very relaxing. I've heard. Well, I know it is, but it's what I did when I was eighteen. When you know the, the the parents were out of town and we had the pool for a couple of hours with a female. Yeah, you can, you, you watch a in movie. In the pool or the hot tub? Hot tub, Like, I can pool, see in the, the spring ocean, dance hot tub. The lake, the river. But, okay. You know, for years, I mean, you know, young young whippersnappers falling in love. Hey, you want to go for a skinny dip? I just don't, I don't picture the vice president at 66, you know, jumping into his bathing, uh, taking going into his birthday suit and uh, taking a nosedive. This was reported back in 2014, and as far as the question of the pool, it was both his Delaware home and then the official Veep's res- residence in D.C. Oh, so much like classified documents where Joe scatters them all about town, <laughs> he skinny dips anywhere he can get the chance. It's fascinating. So. Okay. And this goes on top of the latest with his dogs. Wait, uh, let me just say this. Yeah, yeah. Barbara on the YouTube chat chimes in and she says, oh, I have a... I have a beach house in Rehoboth. The locals swear that Biden's fence around his around his property was built after his neighbors got tired of watching him skinny dip. Oh wow! Because they, you know, at some point they prop. I would have videoed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube <laughs> live stream it on Come YouTube. On. Yeah. What is hap- What is happening? Just telling you, man. Like, look, uh, you know, to each his own. What right. people want to do in the privacy of their sure. own home is is you know, but, but like. See, the Secret Service are there watching, mm-hmm. but like, if you're, if you're, and there were female agents yeah. who were like, "Come on, uh huh, yeah." Well, allegedly, it happened with his wife. Like he was doing it with his wife. So, oh, really? Well, my wife's a Philly girl. Yeah, she she's is. a Philly girl. So yeah, Philly girls is. love a good skinny dip. Yeah. There you go. And then on top of all the issues that we have heard about with his dogs and the German shepherds who have bit several agents, Biden's new two-year-old dog commander, which we have talking about, uh, spoken about, has bitten at least a dozen agents, plus people who work in the White House residence requiring some of those individuals to get medical attention. And as we know, the first couple's former dog major was so aggressive and prone to biting that he was rehomed to friends in Delaware. Quote, it's outrageous. Just outrageous for those agents who risk their lives every day to protect the president, said Ronald Kessler, the author of several books on the Secret Service, who told DailyMail.com, quote, they never know when they're going to get shot, and they have to put up with the fear of being bitten by a dog. 
it's just unthinkable that it went on this long. And a lot of things have been going on for a long time with our president of the United States, Joe Biden. So skinny dipping to Germany. You know, it's weird, and I get it. Like German shepherds, they got a, they got a, a fierce side to them. But if you train them well, they're incredibly loyal, good dogs. My sister's had a bunch of German shepherds. Yeah, My best too. friend Tom has had German shepherds. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to go in that yard, uh, you know, unaccounted for with a German shepherd. Because if you go in there, he's, gonna, he's probably going to take a bite out of you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the fact that Joe Biden and his family can't get their dogs under control... There's that video of the do- the German Shepherd basically pulling Joe around in circles on yes. the leash. <laughs> Just a mess. No respect. <laughs> None. Uh, Keith Martin on the YouTube chat writes, California raisins skinny dipping. Oof. That's true. Well, California raisins. Yeah. yeah. California. Because yeah. you know it's California. All right. 729-855-839-1210, the number. Uh, one other story on Hunter Biden. If, if you wanted to be the, the most god-awful father you could be on the planet, Just follow the playbook of Hunter Biden. Those details on the way as we continue here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. You know, it was so great to have a truck this past weekend. My girl's back in town for fall break. They've got suitcases. Yeah, they were up for two days. They brought enough luggage like they were going on a 12-day trip to Italy with Don Stensland. I didn't know where I was going to put all the stuff. But thankfully, with the Honda Ridgeline, I was able to take care of that. The space in the bed is fantastic. And I don't have to worry about $97 to fill my gas tank. So if you're looking for a truck that can do a lot of things that will not kill you at the pump... Let me tell you about the 2023 Honda Ridgeline from the Piazza Auto Group. I got mine at the Springfield location. You could get yours in Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading, and take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. Or you can get special finance rates on some of their other models, especially their cars, the Honda Civic, the award-winning Honda Accord, CRV, Pilot, and more. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands. So they've got something for everybody. 35 locations. They are so accessible. And whether you're looking for new or certified pre-owned, you can get all of it and more at piazzaautogroup.com. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Cut sheet coming up in just about nine minutes. Also still ahead this morning, kind of an interesting story about the fracturing of America with two different families. One family leaving a blue state for a red state. Another family leaving a red state for a blue state. Not sure why, uh, but it does highlight kind of the divide in this country. We'll get to that. Uh, also, we'll get back to a lot of the, the big story of the day and the headlines surrounding it with Israel and Hamas and what uh, tragically took place on Saturday, what continued uh, yesterday and is going on day three now. Um, and also... Uh, this is one of those. Um, I, I forget the guy's name. He's he's uh, the one of the international on the ground reporters for Fox News. He was one of the main guys that Fox always would go to in the beginning of the Russia Ukraine conflict. Drawing a blank on his name, but I just saw him on the uh, the TV again this morning over uh, in Israel in the Middle East. I got to tell you, and I know, Don, you always said if CNN wants to get back to their award-winning days the way they used to do it, get people on the ground, boots on the ground in conflict, um, Fox News all over that. To to do that for a living um, and just be basically stationed as a reporter in war zones, I mean, that takes a a certain 
certain love of journalism and a special individual to be willing to do that. It's one thing to cover the White House from the press, you know, as like Peter Ducey, and you're grilling Corrine Jean-Pierre. It's another thing to be wearing a hard hat over in the Middle East as bombs are going off in the background, and, uh, you know, Brian Kilmeade's in your ear, and you're trying to answer his questions. So I don't know how those people do it. I mean, you've done it with, like, ride-alongs, right, with, like, crime and in the city? Yeah. I mean, I've done it at local levels yeah. and even when I work for CBS News Network in New York, but I've not, I'm, I've never been a war correspondent right. Right. overseas. And you're right. That's next level. Would you do it? Could you and do then it? I would, I would, I would. Really? Yeah. Good for you. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I could do it. Yeah, I would. I, but I think it takes, it does take a certain personality. Right. And, you know, they're obviously, it's very dangerous. Yeah. And they know that going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, I will say this, you know, as, as we think about, you know, and you played Jennifer Griffin, I think that that's where the true journalists shine. I mean, mm-hmm. Jennifer Griffin, you know, the same with Catherine Herridge, I would say, who was stolen away from Fox to CBS. I don't know Jennifer Griffin's politics. And there were people over the weekend, she was quoting sources about the $9 million. You brought this up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have no idea what her politics is. She's reporting what her sources are saying. She's mm-hmm. just saying, this is what the insiders are telling, and this is what I'm reporting. Right. So, you know, I, I think there were those saying, oh, she's being political. I don't think she really was. Okay. I think if she had information right now that said, yeah, they specifically used the $9 billion, mm-hmm. she'd report it immediately. Right. If and she would race to be the first to report it yeah. if she had it confirmed yeah. you know, with the proper sources. If you're adhering to your, your yeah. rules and guidelines of journalism, your own political personal bias shouldn't come into play. Sadly, a lot of times, I think it does. Uh, you mentioned you get, it takes a certain personality to go over and do that overseas. It also takes a certain personality and a level of being a scumbag. Uh, if you are a father... To withdraw $20,000 from your daughter's college fund and then take it and spend it on drugs and hookers. That is exactly what Hunter Biden apparently has done. In a Daily Mail exclusive, the headline reads, Hunter Biden withdrew twenty grand from daughter Macy's college fund and spent it on hookers and drugs after bankers warned that he had just 44 cents left in his bank account. I want you to think about that. You're the first son. You're the, the son of the president of the United States. And at the time, you know, probably uh, in 2018, your dad was the former vice president. Uh, in late 2018, Hunter Biden withdrew 20 grand from daughter Macy's college savings to help fund a months, that's plural, M-O-N-T-H-S, months long drug and hooker binge. His private bankers at Wells Fargo, so he banks at Wells Fargo, sent him an email warning that he had just 44 cents left in his account. Now, I can tell you for two things for sure. I have more than 44 cents in my bank account. Congratulations. Okay? Yeah. And I have been at the point where I've had 44 cents in my bank account, but that was when I was 16 years old and I was a part-time busboy at Perkins. Okay? So this guy... Is taking out, so I don't know what is worse, and I really shouldn't even try to decipher which one is actually worse. Yeah. Not acknowledging Navy, your other daughter, the four year old, and oh, by the way, it's like the family motto for a long time until they got crushed on that publicly. 
Uh, not acknowledging that you have, what was it? They basically said we have five granddaughters, but the number was six, or they acknowledged six, but they really have seven. They did They did finally release a they statement did fix about that. it. Well, finally, it thank was God. People Magazine of all places, yes. right? Yeah. So they did acknowledge, like, our son and uh, the mother of his uh, child, and yeah. they acknowledged London, Navy. Ro- London Roberts. Yes. Yeah. So they did, the um, Jill and Joe Biden, the president and first lady, did finally acknowledge this granddaughter. Right. And so they're trying, I think they were, str- they said something to the effect of, we're, we're trying to respect their privacy. Oh, yeah. And, but they did at least right. release a statement acknowledging that. Yeah. So you, you don't acknowledge that daughter for a while until you basically are forced into it. Then with your other daughter, uh, his daughter Macy, you're taking out twenty grand, which in this day and age, you know, that might get you through two years of community college and the first year of a state school, perhaps. But twenty grand for college is still going to leave you a sizable chunk short of being able to pay your tuition, your room, and your board, assuming you don't get financial aid, grants, or scholarships. So when you just think about this, this entire family, from from, from uh, Joe is skinny dipping. Joe can't train his German shepherds. He, Hunter can't acknowledge one daughter. He takes twenty grand from the other daughter. You know, like I get it. Some people end up divorced, uh, split families. If you have kids, at the end of the day, and I'm not one to sit here and try to give advice on how to raise your. Like I just tell you the way I do it. Like the least you could do, dude, is pay your child support. Well, first of all, acknowledge your daughter, have a relationship with her, pay her your child pay your child support to the mom um and then not take out any money that is set aside for your kid's future i don't think that that's too much to ask for but sadly in this country we see a lot of what i like to call deadbeat dads and you know one of the worst things that a kid can have or not have it's it's one thing that 50 percent of marriages end in divorce the other negative aspect is this like fathers have an impact on their child's lives whether you have a whether you're a dad with a boy or you're a dad with twin daughters like if they don't have that father figure in their life you look at the stats and the data and it's got a negative impact for them growing up whether it's a boy or girl now Maisie just graduated last may and we covered it that's why joe biden was here mm-hmm. remember yep. from ivy league you know oh, university right. of pennsylvania yes, yes but this backs up the timing is is curious to me she was in high school at the time right. it was 2018 what i don't understand because we have 529 accounts that since our boys were born that we put money into you can't touch you can't i don't even understand i i and that's why the irs got involved that's why we're now and that was part of the ziggler testimony that came out right with the whistleblowers mm-hmm. coming out on this because i don't even understand how you could take nearly 40 grand out you're you're going to be hit with major taxes, huge right? Penalties, huge yeah. penalties. So I yeah. don't even under like when we do it, it has to be official. Mm-hmm. You have to do you have to fill out certain forms. You have to put your child's you know they're the beneficiary of it with their social security number. Right. I, I truthfully don't even know how he looted it unless he falsified the documents. Which is a crime, if I'm not mistaken. Shocking, a, B- a Biden committing a crime and but, not being upfront about money, and you know, yeah, because so, you you have to fill out like oh, ma- it's a pain. Oh yeah, even it's your money that you put away for your kids. Paperwork hell, and you have to do all this paperwork. They have to properly get it. You can't even respond like to their right. actual email. You have to respond to it. You know, file that to a certain thing. Mm-hmm. If you fax it, you basically have to go to a secure fax. I mean, it's really a rigmarole. Yep. And we do, I mean, we have, like, our oldest son is at Penn State right now, so that's we're paying, you know, out of that. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, they make it official for a reason, 
And by the way, they send the funds directly to the the educational institution. Mm-hmm. So I don't even get how he was. He had to have, by my accounts, he had to have falsified the yeah. documents. And that. So why? I mean, if I did this, Nick, because we have a lot of money, right? Right, in our five two nines work, uh, we would. I think they threaten like felonies in jail, as they should. So, well, think of the timeline too. So, if if she just graduated last spring, as you mentioned, Joe and uh, Jill were here at Penn or whatever it was right. locally, and she so, would have been the date. Maisie was in high school. That would have been so. If she gra- yeah, right? so if she graduated college in in twenty twenty three, assuming it took her only four years, she would have either been a junior or senior in high school. Which actually, I would say, no matter when you take it out from your daughter, it's a scumbag move. But you're doing it now, right as she's on the verge of going into college, right? Right. Like you didn't do it to her when she was nine, and she didn't know about it. Not that that's a defense, but you do it as she's on the verge of graduating high school to go into college. And then I want to know, like, did she know that it was withdrawn, or did she just find out all of a sudden there was nothing in the account? <laughs> and then this no, because you as the parent, because they're an underage person, so they don't have. I guess so. Know. Our kids, like, no, they, yeah. the child, the you know, because they're a minor, they're a teenager, That's, wouldn't. Yeah. But my question is, if they, if the IRS reportedly was considering felony charges, and all of us would face felony charges, as we should, because mm-hmm. this is money that we had tax deferred. Yep. And so it's a special taxing situation. Why then in 2018, why didn't they, when they realized it was looted, it doesn't really matter what it mm-hmm. was spent on. Right. If you went out and spent it on like something, I don't know, some bill or something, mm-hmm. that is just a sidebar, even more egregious. But no matter what, if I had like a family emergency and I tried to take that 529 money out, mm-hmm. I would have to justify it. And certainly then to the IRS, mm-hmm. I don't get how he would be. Um, not be hit with felony tax charges because any of us would be right. Well, he's Joe Biden's son, and this is the president who, remember, wanted to weaponize further the IRS. That's correct, Joe Bin. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. As we get to a Monday edition, it's seven forty seven, which means it's time for what's on the cut sheet. What's on the cut sheet? What's on the cut sheet on this Monday's brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. I got so much stuff here, and kudos to Natasha uh, and Anthony back there for helping me keep up with this because stuff is breaking yep. every second yeah. here. I've set up about five... Five cuts uh, since seven thirty, so I really appreciate it. Valdez took a hell of a day to be off. Exactly, low <laughs> energy. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with the Sunday shows. Of course, the big uh, the big story over the weekend was uh, uh, Israel's nine eleven. Uh, the uh, Israeli ambassador uh, to the United States, Michael Herzog, uh, was on one of the morning shows, and he basically said, uh, "We have to destroy." the Hamas war machine, and we do uh, we do hear that it's happening uh, right now. Uh, this is cut one. We know that your prime minister is promising a sustained campaign. Do you have any sense of how Israel will define success? Well, Israel is at war. Uh, yesterday, we were attacked by a terror organization. Uh, they infiltrated the Israeli territory 
and killed uh, hundreds of Israelis. At least 600 were butchered yesterday, including whole families, elderly uh, women, children, babies were taken out of their mothers, lapped and murdered. This is war, and we have to fight that war and win it. We have to destroy the Hamas war machine. Um, you know, in war, like in war, we have to fight it. Yeah. Yeah, and one way the United States can fight against it is, you know, being strict and being harsh against nations that either um, house terrorism or support or fund terrorism or provide sanctuary or any type of safety for any of these radical extremist groups from Hezbollah to Hamas to ISIS to Al-Qaeda on down the list. There's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be war between nations, and you could be, you know, anti-war but still understand that these things happen i don't know how anybody can support extreme terrorism i mean this is like this goes beyond the rules of engagement in conflict and war i mean babies and kids and i just you see i I hate even bringing it up but you see some of the images on social media this weekend it's just it's like a total complete disregard for another human being well the pictures of there was the the 20 the girl in her early 20s saying please don't kill me uh, you know, and you wonder what happened to her. There's There are other reports of an entire family, and they're now identifying these folks. But the videos of, especially some of the college-age students, young women being you know, dragged away, it, it's it's haunting, it's horrifying, it's disturbing. And they knew they, they were targeting people. They wanted Jews, they wanted women, they wanted children. And now, obviously, what they want is to have a human shield because they knew all heck would break loose. But now they're demanding that Israel and I guess the U.S. release all of these terrorist prisoners and do an exchange, do yeah. a prisoner, do a swap for these innocent you know, victims who are now kidnapped hostages. Right. And I just saw a quote on Fox News up on the screen, a graphic that said a statement from Hezbollah that Hezbollah says that Palestine is not Ukraine any direct um, uh, rebuttal from the United States will result, basically saying, America, stay out of this, or, or you're next. That's wow. what they just said. Well, that, we're already involved. Right we there, already yeah. have... Hezbollah threatens to attack American positions in the Middle East if the U.S. intervenes. That's the breaking report. Uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs was on uh, MSNBC over the weekend, and he was saying that it's difficult to envision how Hamas... Could have quietly accumulated so many missiles from Iran. I think I have a, I think I have a interesting uh, take on this. Okay, uh, cut to all of its of its own area, Katie. You know, Colonel, um, we just heard from NBC News Capitol Hill correspondent Julie Serkin that a U.S. military um, analyst, basically, or U.S. military official, said, "quote We were not tracking this because I wrote this down because I thought that was important because." The U.S. wasn't tracking this attack or the planning that led up to this attack. Apparently, Israel didn't even have it on its proverbial radar as well. Why do you think the global intelligence community did not see this coming? It's such a coordinated level of an offensive move by Hamas on so many different fronts. You would think that even the ramp up to this would have been something that would have been on somebody's radar. It's quite astonishing, uh, and uh, there'll, there'll be plenty of investigations to find out why this is so. But you're absolutely right. There's such close cooperation between uh, Israeli and American intelligence. You know, we cooperate to give intelligence information to Ukraine, both Israel and the United States. 
it is difficult to envision how uh, Hamas could have, even over a long period of time, even quietly accumulated so many missiles from Iran, positioned them, positioned them to attack at the ready. Uh, these kinds of things are relatively easy to detect. In addition, we have human intelligence. We don't. The Israelis have human intelligence assets inside Gaza. One of the things that comes to mind is that Hamas may have spent a long period of time uh, getting rid of, uh, isolating, imprisoning those people who they thought, even thought, were uh, fifth columnists inside Gaza, making it difficult for Israel to get human intelligence out of Gaza and uh, and correlate that with other information that they have. Even so, it is difficult to envision how American Western and Israeli intelligence could miss this buildup. I'll tell you something else that's that's really quite astonishing. You saw and and showed uh, uh, videos of Hamas breaching the barriers uh, between yeah. Gaza on the one hand and Israel on the other, physical barriers with bulldozers and explosives. The fact that this area was not covered by direct fire uh, indicates demonstrates that there was an enormous complacency on the part of the Israelis about Hamas, about what its capabilities were. I mean, to see uh, Hamas soldiers breach these barriers without being fired on and with such great ease uh, demonstrates an enormous failure on the part of the Israeli Defense Force. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about this when, when all the smoke is lifted, Katie. All right. So prior to that cut, Greg, you said you had a theory as to no, no. no I just mean I, I just mean that like it, it. I think that there was an intelligence failure in this, but I, I I'm going to play another clip from mm -hmm. MSNBC over the weekend. Uh, by the way, to to the kids in the back, it's uh, it's breaking. Julie, NBC News, uh, that cut. I'm going to play it in one second. Um, it does it does seem to me like American intelligence may have known. Mm. Well. People have their thoughts about stuff from 22 years ago and what this nation knew prior to our awful day and what could have been prevented. All theories, all certainly viable to be discussed. It seems like towards the end of that clip there, that that, that individual was talking that this was almost the Israeli um, armed forces kind of let their guard down. They, they, you know, so to speak, got lazy, maybe took something for granted, didn't expect X, Y, or Z. It's still to me odd that this level of the amount of people involved, the coordination of it could go completely undetected. And he made it sound like it was more on Israel with, with their failures versus what we didn't know. But think about this in our country, because I tried to tie the big take back to, you know, all of this stuff happening under Biden that yeah. we, we were told was supposed to happen under Donald Trump. We now live in the United States where it seems like our federal agencies are more concerned. And we just heard the FBI's latest report about surveillance on Trump supporters for 2024. It seems like we're more worried about some guys wearing red hats and some moms showing up at school board meetings mm. than we are about some of this other stuff. And I know that's just a kind of a tongue-in-cheek comment. It's not, but, but the public perception is you can make that argument and make that case. Yeah, and this has, <clears throat> I mean, the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin confirms that the USS Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier, a missile cruiser, and four missile destroyers are heading to the region to help out, as well as U.S. fighter jets. So to your point about... The warnings, America better not get involved. We're already involved. Mm -hmm. 
and they were deployed. They've already they were deployed over the weekend. Yeah. So the, and they knew that. So they're just teeing that up. Um, but as far as the points about us being distracted, I simply think that when in America we tend we're so blessed and privileged that we tend to fight over some of these things that if you look at the world view, the rest of the world looks at us as distracted and nothing, nothing can, can um, illustrate that better than what happened in the house with Republicans on a very public messy display. Mm -hmm. And certainly there are already predictions that this whole nightmare, this unprecedented historic mass murder that happened over the weekend and now the ensuing war declaration and the battle and the U.S. is involved and so on, this expedites and I think silences all the uh, chaos amongst Republicans. They're going to pick the speaker. There's no there's no live debate on Fox. That, as we know, was canceled. Right. They're going to pick this speaker. They're going to get moving forward. It, it galvanizes mm-hmm. all Americans, I think, but and leadership, but it certainly galvanizes and is good for Republicans to get a perspective right. on what really matters. Yeah. And look, I you know, Trump destroyed and finished ISIS. I believe if Joe Biden and this administration actually wanted to destroy and end Hamas or any of these other radicalized networks, they could do it, you know, at the snap of a finger. I mean, it's not far-fetched to say that we have our eyes on Ukraine and what they consider uh, domestic terrorism here, um, as far as Trump supporters and everything like that, uh, that's... Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we did take our eye off the ball mm-hmm. with this, and yeah. maybe it's time that you know we'll get to that in a second because Anthony Blinken said absolutely not. They didn't they didn't consider that the West was so concerned with what was happening with Ukraine. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Now on on whether our uh, intelligence industry knew or not, uh, this was the report on MSNBC on uh, when was this? I think this was Saturday. Yeah, uh, sources tell myself, my colleague Courtney Kuby, that the U.S. intelligence officials are now considering enhanced intelligence sharing with their Israeli counterparts. Now, I want to be clear, no official decisions have been made, but as they discuss this surprise attack that they've all agreed they've been caught off guard on, according to our sources, uh, they're uh, looking at a plethora of options, from drones to satellites and other options as well, uh, that they are considering in the wake of this attack. I also want to point out that no lawmakers, I'm told, have received classified briefings on this. Even top officials from the intelligence committees, even those members of that so-called gang of eight of the top leaders here on Capitol Hill. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy actually talked about this last hour. Take a listen to what he said. There is nothing the House can do until they elect a speaker, and I don't know if that happens quickly. The speaker is part of the gang of the eight that takes action to be able to have the briefings and others. But think about this. The whole, why would you ever remove a speaker during a term to raise doubt around the world? Now, McCarthy has also been uh, tweeting that he's spoken to the Israeli Knesset today, the speaker of the Israeli Knesset, somebody that McCarthy has visited in Israel a couple of months ago when he made that trip, months before he invited President Isaac Herzog to come deliver an address over the summer, a joint address ahead of the 75th uh, anniversary of Israel's independence. This is clearly somebody who is clear, active 
acting still as if they are speaker as we have an interim speaker, Patrick McHenry, with open questions as to what he can even do in terms of receiving this classified information that eventually, I'm told, lawmakers with that kind of power will begin to get as the administration learns more of exactly what happened behind the scenes here. We'll get to the political um, aspect of this in a second. I just wanted to focus in on the first part of what she was saying there about how we're considering sharing our enhanced intelligence with our Israeli counterparts. Makes you wonder why they weren't already. Exactly. And if if we have these enhanced um, 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 capabilities. Yeah. Did we know that? Did we know that something like this was going to happen? Well, and, and Dawn made a great point in the first hour with where Israel is situated. You've got the 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 West Bank, the Gaza Strip, the Golan Heights. Like Israel is basically centered around enemy territory every which way they look. And you know that one of the things that should have already been a given is that they are provided the type of intelligence and the technology and their military is pretty powerful i i, I believe netanyahu like he'll go in there and he'll wipe these people out yeah like that you can take that to the bank yeah that's it, it, that's pretty much i mean they've they've said that this is war and they've been going back and forth unfortunately you know i know that they said we do, what they don't want is the enemy neighbors to join in but we saw those strikes from Lebanon, that's Hezbollah. So those terrorists now have joined in, and we know that that's, that's already happening. As far as her point, the claims that, you know, McHenry would not qualify for an intelligence briefing, there are sources within the Biden administration saying, of course, they're going to recognize him. Of course, he'll get the same level of intelligent briefings. I, I really don't see that. I, I, at this juncture, I don't see that they're going to say, oh, no, you're not the real speaker. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see that happening, thank God. Right. But I do think that it, it really does activate the Republicans to get it together, get the vote. We would heard last week the vote could come as early as tomorrow, but certainly by Wednesday we'll have a House speaker. They've said it's going to be in private with this going on. And so it's not going to be this 15 rounds, this ugly public battle. So let's just, last week. let's just come out and say, OK, Jim Jordan, you're officially the speaker. It's time to get back to work. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's I mean, a little more, yeah, it's a little more involved, uh, obviously. But, but I, I, think I think it'll be either Jordan result, right? or it'll be Scalise. Yeah. I, and and I, I don't think we're going to see the drama and chaos because now they can see the perspective. Yeah. And even Matt Gates, who came out and. You know, said, "Oh, the speakership has nothing to do with it." You, he's kind of silenced I at just, this point. I just don't ever recall, and I'm going to be forty in a couple of months. I don't ever remember our nation being as soft, and I'm I'm, I'm using the word soft to, to clean it up for the sake of the FCC as it has ever been. And I'm talking about domestically and internationally. Like I said earlier in the big take, and at six thirty when we came out of the big take, whether it's crime in this country, the border being open, or how we're viewed uh, internationally by any of the you know quote axis of evil, so to speak, from Russia to China. And I think we realize too, Russia is not as bad and as big as we thought they might be. Uh, it certainly helps that we're funding Ukraine billions upon billions. But like you know, China, China is obviously a major threat. I think China would destroy us. Uh, but China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. It's almost like there's a, a universal memo out there that foreign or abroad, the, the United States has never been softer than they are right now. And these people are not stupid. They, they see there's an opportunity and we're, we're ripe for the picking. Ah, oh, you know, what are they going to do? They'll, they'll send over a little bit of money. They're not going to do anything. Make no mistake about it. All of these evil dictators, they know what's going on. They're aware. Uh, let's. 
talked about the uh, political ramifications of this. I'm going to start with cut nine there, um, Natasha. Um, how does this play in the political world? Because, you know, that's what politicians are always thinking. They they may say, you know, thoughts and prayers and, you know, our hearts are with Israel, but they're really thinking about how this could affect them. Uh, let's start with Chris Christie. Uh, he was on ABC this week. And he is bringing up that this is shining a brighter light on the irresponsibility of the Republicans ousting McCarthy. Ah. The fact that we don't have a House Speaker. is yes. Cut nine here. Let's get a GOP response now from presidential candidate Chris Christie. Chris, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank if you, you were in the Oval Office right now, what would you be doing? Look, uh, what I would be doing is making... By the way, don't you love how George Stephanopoulos just sets him up? Like, oh, yeah. ah, Commander-in-Chief Chris Christie, yes. what would he do? Yes. That's not going to happen. There's never been a, <laughs> quote, Republican that has been so embraced by the mainstream media as Chris Christie. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable that, like, they are almost setting him up presidentially. Yep, I know. You know what I mean? Like, like what would... Oh, oh you mean the 2% you're polling at? Right. Like, what right. would he do? Mm-hmm. I mean, we might as well ask... Nick Kale, what would you yeah, do? Don Stenson, what would you do? Hey, Doug Burgum, what are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, what would a president Nick Kale do? Yeah. Uh, I apologize for that, Natasha. Stopping it uh, midstream there is very unprofessional of me. Just don't cross uh, the streams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it over here. Cut nine again. Let's get a GOP response now from presidential candidate Chris Christie. Chris, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank if you, you were in the Oval Office right now, what would you be doing? Look, uh, what I would be doing is making sure, one, that Israel has everything that it needs to be able to take whatever actions it needs to take. And this is the problem with not having a speaker right now, George, and, and the actions taken by some members of my party were wholly irresponsible without this going on. They're now even putting a brighter light on the irresponsibility of not having someone in place. But make sure, first, they have everything that they need. Second, um, to be talking to our allies in the region. Um, and trying to make sure that this doesn't escalate. Um, you've got to be talking to the Saudis, to the Emiratis, and to others to make sure, Jordanians, that we keep things in um, contained in that area. And, and three, then, speaking to the Prime Minister, Netanyahu, and, and making sure that you're a sounding board for him to think through the ramifications of every step they're going to take to defend themselves and to try to do the best they can to eliminate the leadership of Hamas that has made the decision to do something as horrific as what was done this week. Okay, nothing to pick apart with uh, points two and three from Christie, but let's go back to point one. To, to kind of blame this on House Republicans or the GOP is just laughable. I mean, do you think Hamas is actually sitting around the campfire and saying, <laughs> hey, they just ousted McCarthy, now's the time to pounce? Shut up. You don't think you don't think that's going through their minds? Yeah, yeah. They all jumped on uh, the WhatsApp messenger and said, go. <laughs> it's just, you know, for this is why people hate politicians, because they always look through they always look at things through a political lens. Right. Like like, oh yeah, of course they're they they see the chaos right. that's happening in the House of Representatives. Like yeah. are you kidding I'm me? I'm surprised he didn't directly say the word Trump there, yeah, but if, well. If it would have went a little longer, maybe he does get to Trump. I don't know. Okay, then let's go to uh Mike Pence, who's also running for president. This this is a time by the way, this is a time for all the Warhawks to come out and oh. be like, We need to get involved. Yep. Nikki Haley was out there, Mike Pence is out there. See, we were yep. correct. Uh, Mike Pence actually does uh, uh, blame Trump for this and other Republican isolationists. And you know what that means, Nick Kale. That means the people who don't want war. Mm. That's who he's blaming here. Yeah. This is cut 15, Mike Pence. Well, I am, but let me begin at where, where we ought to start. I mean, that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And now war is raging uh, in Eastern Europe. 
And, and President Joe Biden's kowtowing for the last two and a half years to the mullahs in Iran, lifting sanctions, begging them to get back in the Iran nuclear deal, and then uh, paying $6 billion in a ransom uh, for hostages, I, I think set the conditions uh, for this unprecedented terrorist attack uh, by Hamas against Israel. But I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramswamy, and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. I, look, uh, that what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia. What happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel. Uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America, is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy. The heartbreaking images coming out of both of these theaters of operations remind us that uh, America is the indispensable leader uh, of the free world. And if I'm president of the United States, we'll lead from American strength. So if he's president of the United States, we will be at war consistently, just like a lot of these old school Republicans that love war, these neocons, whether it's, you know, Nikki Haley, who seems to be an advocate for war or Mike Pence. You know, you can be strong like Trump was and not be at war. You could be like Trump and say, don't. I'm telling you, don't push our buttons because our button's bigger than yours. Like he told Kim Jong-un of North Korea and every other buddy, anybody else that had visions of, of getting out of control. So Trump could do that. But he's not wrong in the beginning there where he talks about Biden. Joe Biden set the precedent with this, with that god-awful disaster and withdrawal from Afghanistan. And people take notes so, and they remember these things. So let me just say this. I do agree with any any administration that is, you know, is weak on funding for this or weak on this can help or can make this uh, escalate this, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But I just don't believe and I don't like it when the Republicans do it. I don't like it when the Democrats do it. I, I, I think that blaming any sort of politician for this is is wrong it's low-hanging fruit and it's yeah it's it's easy to do these i, I mean these two like they've been fighting this for thousands and thousands right. and thousands of years and let's also like, keep in mind too like trump's been out of office for three years so it's not like joe biden just got into office it's like the same thing with covid like yeah. you can no longer blame it on covid that was three years ago yeah i just i don't like any of that and i'm going to play ron mcdaniel here too who came on fox news and basically said uh that this is a great opportunity for republicans and i just feel like if a democrat said that we would be all over them so i want to okay. uh this is what she said on fox news absolutely i think this is a great opportunity for our candidates to contrast where republicans have st stood with israel time and time again so basically saying mm -hmm. a great opportunity for republicans like this is not a this shouldn't be looked at in any sort of political lens. And yeah, well, I like it's just it saddens me that we do that. There's a reason why not many people support her as the chairwoman. But um, that's neither here nor there. Like you, like I was saying, like when it comes to, you know, and let me go back to Christie where he mentioned Trump, DeSantis and Ramaswamy. Yeah, let's let's just shove Vivek to the to the side. I, I don't have time for Vivek on on war. So let him just keep plagiarizing Obama. Uh, DeSantis, military man, Trump. Certainly strong, conviction, very stern, but never went to war. Let me just pose this question. Hypothetical here. Yeah. Total hypothetical. What do you think America's 
response would be if Ron DeSantis was the president? Keeping in mind, military guy. Do you think DeSantis is pro-war or is he more pro-peace like Trump? I tend to think he'd be more pro-war. Just a total guess on my part. I I will say this. I just think that this is why leadership matters. So, in other words, I think that because of all the chaos, you know, and I'll... Because of all the chaos, I believe that's why these terrorists saw an opportunity and a weakness. Yep. And so I don't know that it, and that's just it. Can you prevent chaos in the world? Can you prevent terrorism? Well, we take you back to more recently the Trump administration. Yep. You know, we, we had when Trump came in to um, was voted in in 2016, all we it was a big talking point to talk about, oh, all the refugees and, oh, look at what's happening in the Middle East and so on and so forth. It ended under Trump. We It just, like, all of a sudden, you weren't talking about refugees. They didn't need to go to another country in Egypt, for example, because you know what? They could go back home where they want to be because because of the Moab, because Trump listened to his generals who said, we can end this in a day. They pretty much did. Mm-hmm. And for anybody, I think it's really low, low a low blow for somebody who was the VP, who was part of the Trump administration, yeah. to then allude to the fact that that Trump cut the deal to end the 20-year war in Afghanistan, well, that's just disingenuous because, guess what, buddy? You were the VP. You were part of that deal. You were part of the administration, right? And so to now pick and choose what successes you want to take out of, you know, when Trump was mm-hmm. president, well, that's ridiculous, and right. we know that. Yeah. And we also know that Trump has said and said that he would have not have withdrawn because they broke the deal. And so I don't think the disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan would have even happened under Trump. But yeah. we do know they left a whole lot of munitions in Afghanistan. Yeah. And that's the real question this morning that a lot of people are asking. Mm-hmm. Well, we left you know, m- millions of, uh, of our taxpayer paid munitions. We left them in Afghanistan. And by the way, if you want to talk about Ukraine, Everybody has begged for transparency because are some of the weapons that we sent over to Ukraine, did they make their way Mm -hmm. to the Middle East? I I think that's going to emerge if it hasn't already. And so I hear our because they're showing the pictures of some of these terrorists and uh, you can tell by the pictures that their weapons provided by us or came through someplace, whether it's Afghanistan or whether it's Ukraine. Yeah. And so that is like a slap in the face. The Pence campaign platform is a real head scratcher, is it not? Yeah. It's like, I want to take credit for some of the things mm-hmm. with Trump, but I'm going to distance myself from other right. things. I'm going to really hope to get the vote, but I, I know I'm not going to get the hardcore Trump supporter to vote for me, but I'm going to try to appeal to the evangelical Christian you talk about a guy that's got a really bizarre strategy that I think we all realize is a waste of time, uh, but yet he he still continues to push forward with it. Well, I do agree with the fact that it's you know what did, what any administration does can help lay the groundwork for something like this. It's just we're we're talking about a a religion, and let's not forget that that's what this is. This is a religion a that world. looks at the uh, at the Jewish people as the great satan they look at us the same way and 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 there's nothing that they're they're going to you know they want them dead they want them attacked like they're they're going to do this yeah the words jihad no matter no matter what and i think at at the at the end of the day at the you know the root cause of this 
is that they they you know this this religion that they tout as being you know mm-hmm. it's it's you know like look what they do to gay people look yeah. what they do to women it's just it is a it's an ass backward religion they hate the evolution of society yes they hate the jews they hate and, america they hate the west and and i don't know how you fight Christians. that i don't know how you fight that right. honestly because they're they're now breeding they're they're raising children right. to do the same thing you know what i mean and it's like a different it's just... level of sick too because it's not just war like when you go to war you know there's a risk of you're going to get killed but these people are willing to die of course for their beliefs of course they'll blow themselves up in a cab they'll crash planes into buildings correct they don't give a damn but think about obama think about biden what have they done they've emboldened iran who we know is yeah. the feeder to Hamas and Hezbollah. China's in there too, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, th- this. there's no question in my mind that the policies and the planned patty cake with these groups during not just this administration, it started under Obama. And the, remember that? The pallet's full of money, and we just did it again. And so we've, we've now, through an image of weakness, but also weak mm-hmm. policies, you know, at some point, you have to look at the policy of those who are in power. And I think the Biden administration, as well as the Obama administration, mm-hmm. need to own this yeah. that's happening, which is a disaster right. on a world stage. And we need we need to call that out mm-hmm. and, and say, ultimately, although right now is not the time in a political world to to just point fingers it's a point to get action and bring everybody together which i think is happening will happen but i think you know this morning as we wake up and now the latest number nine americans confirmed killed uh, amid 1200 and growing killed Mm -hmm. thousands of other of others injured at least 100 people ripped from their homes women children grandmas etc taken from homes on saturday you know, I, I think that this is a debacle that President Biden and his administration must own. And to your point about religions that hate us and they call us the I mean, basically, they view us as the scum of the earth and the sinners, if you will. And the fact that in our country, um, the promotion on in, in media of certain tiny percentage of communities but the you know to nick's point back like an hour ago or so when you when you were talking about the fact that in the headlines it would appear that many in america want children having pornography and learning about you know alternate relationships let's just say Mm -hmm. that does not play too well no within this community and in fact fuels the hatred of us as they think my God, look at these godless people. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, too, I mentioned, you know, the issues in this country with soft on crime, soft on the border, and our, we're soft on our stances with, you know, Russia and China. Keep this in mind as well. These individuals, they also see the divide that is going on within our country. We are so distracted and divided over things like pronouns. And are there two genders or is there 12 genders? And we've got like this kind of media, social media, civil war going on between two different segments of the population in America. And they're probably looking at it like that nation is in complete disarray right now. Now is the time to, you know, if we're going to do something, we we better do it now. So, yeah, I, look, going back to what Netanyahu said about turning uh, the Gaza Strip into rubble. I, 
I know this is an unpopular opinion, but like, how do you combat? How do you combat generations and generations of people who are taught that literally this certain amount, this certain people, sect of people, are literally the devil, mm-hmm. and they're the reason that you don't. I mean, that's literally what Hitler, yeah, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you combat that? Do you, I mean, like, do you do you need to literally just wipe it off the face of the earth? Well, that's pretty much uh, what Netanyahu has said needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But but um, I, I don't dis- I don't disagree with that, and I know that might be heartless to say, but I just I don't know how else you combat this because well, there's but, always going to be. Well, there's always that's like like you know when they said, oh well, if we capture and kill Osama bin Laden, that's the end of radical extremists. No, it's not. Because the next one's being groomed. The next one's born. The next one is being told to hate everything in America, hate everything in the West, to despise Jewish people. I mean, I guess you could look at it and, and, you know, make sure that their intelligence community is up to speed on everything. And they're, you know, they always have their guards, their guard up. But it's not going to you're not going to prevent stuff like this from happening. And there's always going to be a loss of life when you literally have people right there next to you Mm -hmm. who want you dead. Yeah. You know, I one thing I will say, even though for those who think that Joe Biden um, is is, you know, losing uh, mental capacity or whatever people want to say, the truth is, uh, even as we all age, you remember the past vividly. So Joe Biden, no matter what you want to say about today, whether when he's standing on a stage and he doesn't know which way to go, he certainly remembers the, the the Jimmy Carter years, and he actually remembers. He's 80 years old, right? So he remembers what happened in October of 1973, that so-called, you know, they call it the October War, the yeah. Ramadan War, the Yom mm-hmm. Kippur War, etc. He remembers that in 73, but he certainly remembers what happened under Jimmy Carter, right, in, in the years following that. Mm-hmm. And that hostage crisis, because we now, let's remember, right now we have 100 at least hostages taken Mm -hmm. and among them reportedly americans and so and so biden right now if if he has any concern because we're all outraged by the fact that they were having a freaking barbecue Mm -hmm. saturday afternoon with a live band and so on but he certainly remembers and knows the legacy for jimmy for president jimmy carter at that time and that all happened under and then and then that really teed us up then for Republicans to hold power for many years to come mm-hmm. because it was such a disaster. The policy was horrible. It looked weak. And then it, it ultimately was the demise of Democrats, right. Democrats in the 80s yeah. and teed us up for Reagan, who, you know, was another great president, right. who, by the way, talked about a wall. American exceptionalism, which, by the way, too, like to your point of the demise of Democrats, if you can't beat the Democrats now in 2024 or 2026 or 2028, especially under this on this progressive wing with Biden and everybody else that's connected to it, you're never going to because it's not going to be anywhere. I can't imagine an administration worse than what we have now. So if you can't beat this group moving forward, you might as well just take your ball yeah, and go home. I agree. Um, so you talk about catching uh, our intelligence agents agents flat-footed. Last week, National Security Advisor uh, spokesperson Jake Sullivan in a statement said that the Middle East region right now is quieter than it has been in decades. Yeah, good time. Last week he yeah. said this. 20-year low, uh, right? Margaret Brennan asked uh, uh, 
Anthony Blinken about this on Face the Nation. I'm going to cut 11 here. Ask, it, ask him to respond it to it. Play the clip of Jake Sullivan and what was his response on this. Cut 11. Uh, I want our viewers to listen to what the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said just nine days ago. Sorry, the Middle East region is quieter today <laughs> than it has been in two decades. Now, wow. challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians. But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Mm, significantly that obviously reduced. has changed dramatically, not just for Jake Sullivan, but for all of you. And this isn't specifically about anything that Jake missed, but more broadly about the intelligence failure, not just by the Israelis, but the U.S., what can you say about well two things donna first what jay sullivan said was right if you look at uh the relationship among countries in the middle east um you saw uh, with a lot of work by the united states countries coming together the region integrating um hostilities diminishing and we've been very engaged in pursuing for example normalization between israel and its neighbors uh building on what's already been done mm -hmm. uh, including with uh, saudi arabia and other conflicts, like uh, the conflict in Yemen, where we've had a truce now for uh, almost two years, uh, have made a huge difference. You know, their their um, policies and actions are god-awful. But also, we know their public speaking and their PR skills are god-awful. And their timing couldn't be any worse. You you just said, that was, I believe, September 29th where he said that, he did. Uh, courtesy of The Atlantic. So we're yeah. not even 10 days later, and your 20-year low claim of peace and whatever, uh, and lo lowering, escalating tensions is at a 20-year low since 9-11. And then what happens? An attack that was the worst for a community since the Holocaust. You know, if I were ranking the Stooges in this administration, Blinken would be right up there behind Kamala, Joe, Alejandro, uh, Miguel Cardona, Corrine Jean-Pierre. He's definitely in the top five or six. Yeah. Um, By the way, it also bothers me that there's no H in his first name. Isn't it supposed to be Anthony, not Anthony? What, did he forget the H? Because he called Dana Bash there Donna. Well, I, yeah, people say that she's... Dana. Dana. Dana, Dana. Is, is how she pronounced <laughs> no it. No wonder why Bill King divorced her. Stop. I'm kidding. John I'm kidding. <laughs> what did I say? Bill King? Yeah. Yeah, John King. Whatever. Yeah. The guy with the gray hair that does the teleprompter <laughs> on election night. Uh, Shows you how much I watch CNN. I know, right? <laughs> by the way, for uh, for a, uh, a moment of levity here for a second, uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, please hit the like button. I want to get to 100 likes. We're at 88 likes right now. I want to get to 100 likes. Also, we are nine subscribers, nine, nine subscribers away from 4,700. Okay. So... I really want to get to 4,700 by the end of this broadcast. Actually, mm -hmm. by the end of this uh, this segment. Right. Uh, so, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. You can follow along with us on uh, on video. Uh, and please hit the subscribe button. Can you be the 4,700th uh, subscriber for us at, at 1210WPHD yeah. on YouTube? YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Also, Kale wearing his uh, Kale & Company hoodie. Yeah, baby. Uh, free speech merch. lives hair. We have the hoodies. It's a that's a nice hoodie. It looks very comfortable. Pull the hood up like this. Okay. But yeah, don't pull the hood up. Chilly and just look weird like that. My earbuds draw. Straight. What is it with Gen Z these days wearing wearing hoodies everywhere they go? Like with the hood up. Oh yeah. Well, Valdez does that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it comes in looking well, like, like a paper boy. Yeah. 
It is cold in here. It is chilly in here today. But I see sometimes, like, it could be 80 degrees outside yeah. and kids are walking down the street with... Because they don't want to be bothered. Because yeah. they don't have their smartphone in their hand, so they got to put their hood up. Uh, Anthony Blinken, Anthony Blinken was all over the Sunday shows, uh, so forgive me, that was Dana Bash. I, he was on literally, I think, every Sunday yeah. show, so I don't remember which one he was on here. Uh, but the report came out in the Wall Street Journal about Iran being behind the... Hamas attack on Israel. Um, th- he says, and again, this was yesterday morning, but he says that we have not seen evidence yet that Iran is behind the Hamas attack on Israel. Cut three here. Secretary Blinken, do you have evidence that Iran directed this attack? There's a long relationship between Iran and Hamas. In fact, Hamas wouldn't be around uh, in the way that it is without the support that it's received from Iran over the years. In this specific instance, uh, we have not yet seen uh, evidence that Iran directed or was behind this particular attack, but uh, there's certainly a long relationship. It's one of the reasons why we have been resolutely uh, taking action against Iran and its support for terrorists and terrorist proxies uh, and other groups over the, uh, the last few years of this administration. Uh, we've sanctioned more than 400 Iranian individuals and, and entities precisely because of their support for things like Hamas. You know, you can look at Iraq, Syria, Lebanon. You can mention the money from the Saudis. Uh, The reality is, I think, Iran is really kind of the hub of the Middle East evil and everything that kind of happens, whether it's attacks against people in Israel, whether it's anything towards the West and America. I mean, we have got to do something about that because, like I said earlier, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, they all have sinister intentions. Uh, I'm going to move on to cut four here, Uh, Natasha. We talked a lot about the uh, $6 billion uh, that was allocated for Iran uh, by the Biden administration on September 11th of all days. Um, Secretary Blinken was obviously asked about that a lot uh, yesterday. And there's they're playing these semantic games with this where it's like, well, it wasn't like this this money was for is for humanitarian aid and it's still in their account and they haven't withdrew it yet and all all of that nonsense so they're playing word games here with this but this is cut four while we're talking about iran i just have to uh ask you to if you want to respond to what we're hearing from republicans who are over and over uh, since this happened using the word appeasement when it comes to Iran and your administration, they criticized the decision to unfreeze $6 billion in Iranian funds. I know and want to state that that money, according to your administration, has not yet been unfrozen. Iran does not yet have it. Um, but the accusation is that Iran's posture, excuse me, the, that the U.S., your administration's posture towards Iran has helped contribute to this. I want to get you, give you a chance to respond. Well, there are two things here. First, with regard to the, uh, the funds that you mentioned um, that um, uh, were released to or were made available to Iran for humanitarian purposes uh, as part of uh, getting Americans back or being held and detained in Iran. Let's be very clear about this. And it's deeply unfortunate that some are playing politics when so many lives have been lost and Israel remains under attack. Uh, the facts are these. No U.S. Uh, taxpayer dollars were involved. These were Iranian resources uh, that uh, Iran had accumulated from the sale of its oil uh, that were stuck in a bank in South Korea. They have had from day one, under our law, under our sanctions, the right to use these monies for humanitarian purposes. They were moved from one account uh, to another in another country to facilitate that use. As of now, not a single uh, uh, dollar has been spent 
uh, from that account. And again, uh, the account is closely regulated by the U.S. Treasury Department, so it can only be used for things like food, medicine, uh, medical equipment. That's what this is about. And by the way, the previous administration set up a very similar mechanism to enable Iran to use um, its oil proceeds that were blocked in various places or stuck in various places for humanitarian purposes. So people are either misinformed or they're misinforming. And either way, it's wrong. So basically, it's misinformation, which I believe Jennifer Griffin, Fox News, pointed out the the fact-checking element of, yes, while it wasn't specifically this money, the $6 billion, certainly they are funding this. And it's amazing how we just we just give everybody billions, right? Ukraine gets billions, Iran gets billions unfrozen, and yet here we are. You know, when people say under Joe Biden, America lasts, it really does feel like that. But Yeah, I mean, you know, there are reports this morning as to how much Iran has backed or provided. And there's one report that Iran yearly provides $100 million to Hamas. So if you want to say, well, they didn't exactly take the money over here, you know, come on. Right. We're not stupid. It's like you can spend what you want now well, knowing you got $6 billion on the way coming well, back. Well, to her credit, Kristen Welker did ask uh, him about that on Meet the Press uh, about uh, the argument that money is uh, fungible. So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack. We said this earlier yep. uh, this morning. This is cut 13. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha- Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas, uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions, it's done that when there haven't been sanctions, and it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. Come on. Boy, you know, it's, it's amazing how many collectively across the aisle on the Democratic side of things are just missing the point here or dropping the ball from this current administration to what you just heard from Blinken there. Uh, you'll, I'll give you some uh, feedback and some stuff, what the squad Dems were saying. Uh, oh, that'll yeah. be coming up in about 15 minutes. You know, Clinton, uh, Obama, silent. I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like the, the Dems are just completely dropping the ball here. Uh, by the way, current and past regimes. By the way, multiple news organizations are confirming this morning that Hamas, uh, a spokesman for Hamas, because, you know, that job is an important job as yeah. the spokesman for Hamas. Yes. But they confirm that Iran gave support for the surprise attack mm-hmm. on Israel. Yep. And ultimately, you know, when we think about Middle East peace, you know, Israel was close to that deal with with, uh, you know, it was an Israeli Saudi deal. And and we were working out an, a peace accord that was supposed to happen. This pretty much puts the kibosh on that. And and we saw the Saudi response, which was lukewarm. Uh, one more with Blinken. Uh, he was asked by Margaret Brennan on whether Hamas' attack on Israel was to take advantage of the West's focus on Ukraine. We also discussed this earlier this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, this is what he said to that. Uh, is there a sense that this was an attempt to take advantage of the West's focus on Ukraine? No, I don't see. I don't see that. Uh, I think. Uh, look, we don't. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see uh, as we learn more what the what the motivations were uh, and what they are. But here's one thing that's uh, that's clear: 
we've been actively working on trying to help uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia normalize their relations, uh, as well as Israel broadening its relationships with many other countries in the region uh, and beyond. Very hard work uh, and not clear that we could get there, but if we could, uh, it would really change the prospects of the entire region far right. into the future. Now, who's opposed to that? Hamas? Hezbollah? Iran. Uh, so I think that speaks volumes. And there are really mm -hmm. two paths before the region. There's the path of greater integration, greater stability, including, critically, making sure that Israelis and Palestinians resolve their differences. Right. Or there's the path of terror that Hamas is engaged on that has not improved the lives of a single person. On the contrary, it's destroyed lives, including Palestinian lives. Pretty wild how many times you look at how America allocates its resources to handle certain issues. And we're all in with Ukraine, 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 protect Ukraine, stand behind Ukraine against Russia. And then when we do get involved in other endeavors, it's kind of a clerical administrative task, like sending 2,500 agents to the border, or maybe we didn't do enough to help. It's almost like we have way too many of our eggs in the Ukraine basket and we've kind of ran out of eggs to kind of allocate to other potential issues, which these other nations are certainly aware of. So that'll do it for uh, I, I, if I don't hear from Blinken again until 2024, sorry. that would be good. I'm sorry. No, but he, gotta hear he was literally on every. Of course, he's going to the car wash. So just bouncing <laughs> around from network to network. Oh, boy. All right, that's it for Cut Sheet Part 1. Part 2, about an hour away. Your call is certainly welcomed. 855-839-1210. The phone number. We will come back, wrap up the third hour of the show with what the squad Dems failed to realize. And then we'll get to some uh, news with Dawn at 9 o'clock for the Big Three. It is Kale and Company live here on this Monday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Are you ready for the trip of a lifetime? I want you to join me for 12, 12 magical days in luxury with the best. The professionals planning this for us. The professionals from Conservative Tours. And yeah, we're going to travel with the best tour operator in all of Italy. My friends at Conservative Tours, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. We're even going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri, just gliding over those Mediterranean turquoise waters. Stunning. Fifty-two sixty-seven. This includes your airfare, luxury hotels, and dining events galore. You're going to remember this years from now. We're talking about the most beautiful coastline in the entire world in southern Italy, the Amalfi Coast. This is something I've dreamed of, I've talked about with my family, and yes... My husband, my sons, we're all going. This is our big trip, literally, of a lifetime. So just go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture there. You can read about the full itinerary right there on conservativetours.com. You can call toll-free, 888-733-9494. I'm talking the Abbey of Monte Cassino. Italy's best-kept secrets, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii. And yes, of course, we'll visit the great ancient sites in Rome, all before heading home. Join me next spring in Italy. I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. ConservativeTours.com. ConservativeTours.com. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we continue live, it is a Monday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. 
Always on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we will get to a couple of stories involving what happened over the weekend as some people on the Democratic side of things slamming the squad Dems for their terrible public statements in regards to this mass murder, really, of Jewish people, which, surprise, surprise, does not surprise anybody at all because the squad Dems care about one thing and one thing only, and that's racism in America running amok. We'll get to that story in a little bit. Also, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, something the CDC will no longer do, another waving of the white flag that I think you'll be happy to hear about, and the uh, riff between Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey continues over Pfizer and the booster and the vaccine. We will get to that as well. But let's get some news. 8.44 here on this Monday morning, and it's time for Don Stenzel's Big 3 at 8. It's the Big 3 at 8 on Kaelin Company. Big 3 at 8, sponsored this morning by Wawa. The headline this morning as the fighting continues and we have more airstrikes. The State Department this morning confirming at least nine Americans killed. That's the headline. Hamas launching the biggest attack on Israel in a lifetime, killing at least, at least 1,200 people, wounding thousands of others with a barrage of rockets as gunfights are reported in uh, southern Israel this morning. So reaction is swift, both internationally, nationally, regionally here in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, across the region. But this is thousands of rockets were fired as Hamas fighters infiltrated Israel's border in multiple locations and certainly catching Israel off guard on a major holiday. Many American leaders issuing statements condemning the attacks, showing support, for Israel standing with Israel, including many lawmakers from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and beyond, as I say. But this morning, the latest headline, when we, last night when I went to bed, it was four Americans killed, now nine. And as well, we're hearing about those who are helping in a hostage negotiation, as you may ask, well, what does this terrorist group want? And are they backed by other terrorists? They are already certainly backed by Hezbollah out of Lebanon. We saw those those rockets from Lebanon heading into Israel, striking there. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying that this is war. Citizens of Israel, we are at war, not in an operation or in rounds, but at war. And saying, talking about the fact that Hamas launched a murderous surprise attack against the state of Israel and its citizens. And this is going on now. So I know the Jewish, Jewish Federation here in our area locally speaking about this. They're going to hold some peace demonstrations, but we know that those Palestinian, pro-Palestinian groups who were protesting over the weekend were hearing that they are also on this Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, they're going to be out demonstrating as well as they were cheering on Hamas Mm -hmm. over the weekend. And so this could tee us up. Hopefully everything will be peaceful. But obviously our local law enforcement across the area and across the nation on high alert, guarding synagogues especially. And so looking, looking toward uh, creating peace here and making sure that these are peaceful demonstrations. But... 
I, I think many are bracing for that this morning. Do we know if any of the hostages are basketball players? Because if they are, I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll get them swapped out in we'll, two days. Well, no, they need to be of the right. Uh, right. They need Community. to have diverti- uh, diversity, equity, right. and inclusion. That's correct. In their titles right. for us to yep. uh, want to. Mm. But yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, uh, like it's just. Uh, it is. I mean, there's another headline this morning um, that, in fact, dozens of Harvard organizations are blaming Israel, uh, victim blaming, if you will, for this terrorist attack. And Harvard organizations, some 30, 31 organizations, believe it or not, are are saying that Israel is to blame and is entirely responsible for, and these are are student organizations Mm -hmm. at Harvard University. So we know Harvard now hates free speech, um, and they also hate Israel. Another good and two great reasons to spend eighty grand a year. You know, it's funny. I, I I will say this, and you two can distance yourself from it. I feel comfortable saying it because I am the only non-religious person on this show. Uh, for the most part, most religions uh, uh, preach peace and want peace. There's only one religion that doesn't. That's all I'm saying. It's an accurate statement. But the truth is that these no, these terrorists no these terrorists the are using this. These Hamas terrorists are being used as the, the big goal here was to bust up any possible peace accord between look, Israel and Saudi Arabia. And that and that's the bigger picture that they wanted to put, you know, a big fly in this ointment. They, they're, they're told, they're, their book tells them uh, that, uh, that the Jewish people are Satan. Anybody in the West who's not uh, uh, is, uh, is Islam or Islamic is Satan. And they must be destroyed. And they take that literally. What's interesting about it, though, honestly, is you will see there are, like, you know, on any of the news networks, when they bring on somebody that's, like, um, you know, not, I don't want to say just religious, but, like, a, a religious scholar or an expert on the Quran or anything like that, they, they, they talk about how they try to distance themselves from these radicalized extremist factions that want to just cause death and destruction and i feel like that's that's kind of the the differentiation between like the two the two i don't want to call sections but it feels like that they try to say it's a religion of peace which i i think there are plenty of peaceful muslims that don't that don't want to murder and maim women and babies but then there's those it, other nut jobs that just you know they want to blow up cars isn't it interesting too you know you, you talked about these yahoos on these college campuses who are who are uh, pro palestinian uh, these are the same woke a holes mm-hmm. right uh, that talk about um, uh, gender and uh, rights for gay people and women and all all this other stuff like what do you think their religion tells them mm-hmm. the palestinian like what do you think their religion is telling them what's what i mentioned in the, in the first yeah. hour outkick had a headline with one of the pictures of the protesters and there was one person holding a sign up that said queers for palestine like who wants to tell them that they will kill you because you're not you're not heterosexual absolutely ridiculous they're They're so just clueless they're They're clueless but it's important to put it in a world perspective there in my humble opinion better policies in the in the world and certainly america having a better policy and being and paying attention uh could have prevented this disaster and so these extremists and their hatred are being pimped and used to cr- to wreak havoc in the Middle East mm-hmm. and as well crush. A- a- and that's why Iran would have motivation. I mean, they- they've confirmed from Hamas 
that Iran had, you know, fully backed them. Why doesn't Iran want the deal? Because they don't want the peace between Israel and the Saudi Arabians and America. They don't want peace. They don't want uh, us to do business in that area and have this peace accord. They don't want that. They want the chaos. Mm -hmm. And so their hatred, their extremism and using people's extremist religious views, whatever, is being used in this capacity. That's why a good policy and a high quality Mm -hmm. policy, such as by previous administrations, could prove you could argue would have prevented what is. Yeah. And let's also be real about the underlying dynamic from a commerce standpoint or an economical standpoint. What does the United States and the Middle East kind of have a relationship centered around? It starts with O and ends with L. There's an I in between. Oil. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. We, we it's, got it's it. It's Monday, it's Monday morning. It. It's a little... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes internally in my own head it makes sense, and then I spit it out, and I'm like... <laughs> That wasn't a good joke. Operational? <laughs> Operation. By the way, I mean, I get it. Yes, I'm sure there are Muslims who are who are uh, uh, preach peace and sure. prosperity. I, like I'm, I'm not. But it's it's really hard to say that when their religion literally tells you that the the Jewish people are the evil Satan. Like just, it's, it's just it, 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 it and they take what is in that book right. literally. So, I mean, yeah. Well, certain extremists, are, yes, do. Here in America, I mean, I know Muslims who are who would disagree with you strongly so, here in America, but it's different in that country. And, um, and so that's what I'm saying. You, you might have extremist groups on all different sides, but the point here is clearly they're being used and their mm-hmm. hatred and their extremism and their brainwashing, all of that is being used in this. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> to me, I'm and I'm being cynical on this one. The, those who wanted this really it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with power and money, and this has to do with Iran. Ultimately, is is the one who you know the Biden administration and the Obama administration seem to you know want to do business with and and want to appease them. And I think that this is what we get. Well I'm said. just saying, oil yeah. prices, by the way, jumping more than three percent in the wake of uh, the Hamas hmm. attack on Shocking. Israel. Shocking. I don't know. Oh, let me get back to our sponsor really yep. quick. We're sponsored by Wawa. Wawa has pizza. Wawa has pizza. It is freshly made. Brought to you by Wawa, who now has pizza. But remember, people, you if you try to order it online and you think you're going to have it for lunch, because I have teen boys who, you know, who mm-hmm. did this. Mm-hmm. No. It starts at 4 p.m. Okay. So there's a reason okay. if you order it on the app, on the app that yeah. you're, you're going to go have mom go there to pick it up. Oh boy. Guess what? It's not going to be ready by, you know, by here's, lunchtime. It's, here's Dawn's audience. I know, Wawa. right? Mm-hmm. I might have to do a pizza taste testing of Wawa in studio one day. Every, I mean, everybody loves I'll it. I'll take a couple of bites. More, than, actually, more than one bite. It's actually really good. Yeah. It, I'm not surprised. Is, it's, well, it's fresh made. Yeah. That's why. Mm, I'm starving. I know. Now we're all hungry. Yeah. So they have... The, it starts at 4 p.m. Mm. You know, like, we need a, a drop where Greg starts, Wawa's Pizza starts at 4 p.m. Because you have your 6 a.m. We start at 6 a.m. <laughs> the pizza starts at 4 p.m. Wawa has pizza. Thank you, Wawa, for bringing us a moment of levity and talking about pizza and how blessed we are here in our country. And hopefully we stay safe amid this um, 
um, you know, just this tragic situation that continues to unfold as we have, you know, warships and and fighter jets heading from, you know, with our America ser- American yep. service members heading there. Hey, on the bright side, the Phillies play tonight. Thank <sighs> God. Yeah. Really, yeah. honestly. Thank I God know. sports are a great distraction. You know, what's funny is that I, I never envy what other uh, shows do. Mm-hmm. But on days like today where it's just like this, the news is just horrendous everywhere yeah. you look. Right. I wish we could just talk about the Eagles and Phillies today. Honestly. All right, coming up next, <laughs> what is the bigger issue, Hamas or the looming 49ers? 610. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm going to get blowback for for what I said. Yeah, I at Greg Stockton on Twitter. I don't care. I, yeah. I just... I, I, I Say feel like think, bro. I'm not coming at this from a place of one religion over another, but there is one uh, one religion that does not preach hey, peace. You see it right here on the sweatshirt, right? Free free speech, speech lives here. here. Yeah, all right. not agree with everything everybody says. Speech. Lives look at all the here. look at all the attacks over over the years. You know yep. what I mean? That's yep. all I'm saying. All well, right. and if you look at the attacks, I mean, if you, do we have to go to break? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Do okay. you have your sponsor still, or are you you done? No, no I did. Wawa. Okay, that's right. Pizza. What Wawa has pizza. Yeah. No, I mean, if you look at if you look at the attacks, you look at policy, and then you think about the impact on us, and so you think about then, you know, what happened. It seems to be every fifty years, tragically, but we, what happened fifty years ago? We'll be talking about this in mm-hmm. our country fifty years from now. But what they're going to say fifty years from now, if I had a crystal ball, is that this is going to this is going to tee up this administration being remembered as disastrous as the Carter administration. The Carter administration's disastrous policies, they looked weak, all of that, and those high oil prices and gas prices, the economy suffered. And what did it tee us up for? Well, it teed us up for eight wonderful years under Reagan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie Reagan. Mm-hmm. And he and, and so that teed us up for Republicans. Then you saw Clinton, well, I, and I will I'm, say... I'm curious how the Carter administration had anything to do with what happened in 1973 since Gerald Ford was president in Right, but it, it teed us up. No, no, no. The conflict 50 years ago, in other words, what happened there teed us up for all of the, all of the disaster. They needed an administration. You're right. Uh, you could say Nixon and then Carter, um, you know, that, that was... They were asleep at the wheel because... I think they were distracted by, you know, a third-rate burglary or whatever. They were distracted, right? Then we had Carter, who was this good man and a peanut farmer, and people just trusted him and wanted to change because of all of that. But what I'm saying is Carter's weak, lame policies, right, Mm -hmm. uh, continued. We had that hostage crisis. It was a disaster that teed us up for Reagan. Then what happened? American Ultimately, I want you to think about another distraction. I'll take you to Democrats may remember this. Remember Ken Starr and remember when everybody was focused on what Clinton was Clinton. doing with cigars yep. with an intern, a college age young lady. Right. And remember, everybody was distracted. What was being planned during that distracted time? 9-11. Mm-hmm. So every single time we here in America are distracted by ultimately kind of stupid stuff mm-hmm. where we all focus on it it we need to be focused on what's really important in the big picture that's all i'm saying and last week i understand that these terrorists were probably planning this more than a week but i'm just saying every time we are we have a huge distraction in america i think that they're the our enemies are looking at us and nick 
you you referenced this earlier this morning, a couple hours ago. Every single time we're distracted, our enemies look upon us mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, good, let's take advantage yes, of dis- those Americans disarraying dysfunction in yep. America." I just don't think that that Hamas looks at Americans like, "Well, now is the time to attack." I think they they plan these things out, and there's a reason that they happen. Um, you know, on almost to the exact day 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Which you know highlights I mean? the so, intelligence failure and I, the intelligence breakdown. You can, you know, yes, and I know we have to break, but you, you can make the argument that, like, what's happening in the West is is impacting them, but I don't think it's a direct correlation. Right. 855-839-1210. It's time for some COVID CDC talk. Where do you find out what the CDC is no longer going to be issuing? But right now, Dawn Stenzlin with the, the issuance of a word for QC Kinetics. Yeah, because the future of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia. This is the answer. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, I talked to one man who said he feels like it's a miracle and really helping his golf game, by the way. But if you've been told that more steroids or even surgery are your only options, then I just want you to hold off for a second and get a second opinion from my friends at QC Kinetics. Learn more how you can uh, learn more about how you can truly harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking about lasting relief. So QC Kinetics is not masking the pain or masking anything. These are actual treatments that go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties that are placed directly into your aching joint. And what does that do? I'm talking results here. This restores and repairs your damaged tissue long-term. So imagine living your life this fall, no more pain in your knees, your aching hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime. And that means no surgery, by the way, too. So call the local medical professionals, get a free consultation, and do this today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, and get your life back. All natural treatments, 215-999-3000, QC Kinetics, call them today, 215-999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, 855 855- 839-1210 is how you climb in on the phones, Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT, and of course on YouTube. Natasha doing a great job today. In place of Daniel Valdez, Dawn Show coming up at 10, who on Twitter today, part due of the cut sheet, and of course our morning, uh, morning mystery movie clip uh, coming up in just about 15 minutes. A lot of conversation today about everything going on in Israel with the attacks from Hamas over the weekend. Uh, we'll lighten it up a little bit here uh, down the stretch we come. Um, a couple of things in the world of COVID and the CDC. And then also kind of an interesting story of two sets of families leaving a red state for a blue state and then vice versa, a blue state to a red state, which kind of shows you how fractured america is with their politics which you can actually kind of incorporate back into some of the conversation we were having with this nation and all the tensions you know escalating globally and tie it all together but if you were wondering about your vaccination card you need not worry anymore the cdc will no longer print or issue 
COVID-19 vaccination cards. How about that? CDC will stop issuing these effective this week. I saw this story in the USA Today. Uh, and by the way, the, 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 the idea of a vaccination card might go down as one of the dumbest things that this country has ever done. But we all had to show it, didn't but we? we? All had, it was like, the, you know what's amazing? At, at, at a point in time where we were in election season in 2020 and again coming up in 2024, it's almost as if there was like this belief that having your vaccination card was more important than your identification to register to vote. Yeah. I'll let that sink in for a moment. Yet you would sit there and say, no, I'm sorry. In this country, you have to prove your identity with your identification in order to register to vote or when you show up on election day to vote to prove who you are. Yet in this country, some people on the left, oh, that's racist. I can't, you're, make, it's, you're making the ability to vote more difficult. Yet walking around with your VAX card, which, by the way, there's probably some people that might actually have them in their little money clip or their wallet behind all their credit cards and licenses and everything else, their AAA card. And I remember having to carry that thing around. Um, and it really wasn't pushed and forced down in Tennessee when I was living down there, like it was in Philadelphia or New York. But remember how silly it was that you had to show your vaccination card at certain restaurants or bars or gyms or you know fitness centers and when you look back on all of it and everything you were told about you know getting the vax and you would not get covid and then it's what you wouldn't spread covid and that's what we need to okay so again the cdc this is coming out uh just over the weekend the centers for disease control and prevention will no longer print or issue COVID-19 vaccination cards, the agency said in a guidance updated this past week. The agency also said it does not maintain vaccination records. Uh, not sure I'd buy that. According to the CDC, your state health department immunization information system can provide you a digital or paper copy of your full vaccination record if you wish to obtain it, including your COVID-19 vaccinations, but it cannot issue a new vaccination card. The move comes after the decision to distribute the latest edition of COVID-19 vaccines, which, as we told you late last week, more Americans than not will not be partaking in the latest booster. Until now, the vaccines have been bought and distributed by the federal government, but most people can still get them, quote, for free. By the way, they're not free. Uh, or via their health insurance plan. So uh, that's the latest on that front. And then, you know, it was nice this weekend, unless I missed it. Now, I, I did not watch um, any of the NFL in the 1 o'clock window yesterday. I had my daughters, and uh, I got done with them around 3.30. So I was home in time to watch the Eagles and the Rams. And I know that, you know, it's Hollywood. I'm thinking, please, God, I don't know who the Chiefs play later today, but I, I just can't imagine Taylor Swift showing up. But then again, it's Los Angeles, it's Hollywood. It was nice to go a weekend. Without having Taylor Swift, um, I know the Chiefs ended up playing the Vikings. They did. Was she there? She was not. Okay, so I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was in Minnesota, and she was not. Okay, not, not a big she, enough venue for yeah, her. No, she didn't make the trek to Minnesota. There's right. zero chance she's going to Minnesota. It's cold there. Philadelphia, the Big Apple, yep. you know, go up 95. Yep. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, they got the Mall of America out there, but other yep. than that, it's Minnesota. Exactly. Don, you went to college in Minnesota, didn't you? Journalism. Yeah, journalism yeah. school, University of Minnesota, mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Pretty cold out there, huh? Not right now. No? No, it's okay. It's absolutely beautiful okay. in the summer and yeah. in the fall. Right. <laughs> and Win then winter. <laughs> and then it's like 
hey, don't you know, it's it's like 40 below zero, right. you know? And then you're like Dr. Deborah Burks. You put a bunch of scarves around your neck and you, know, you bundle up because it's cold out, right? Uh. So apparently uh, the, the ongoing Pfizer vaccine war between Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey continues as we stay with COVID here for a moment. As, as we know, we played for you the clip last week uh, on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN where Aaron Rodgers was a guest. And you know, he was asked about uh, Travis Kelsey and he called him Mr. Pfizer because Travis Kelsey not only endorses Bud Light, but he endorses Pfizer. Um, you know, he'll soon be, uh, you know, going to parties with Dylan Mulvaney and taking in the whole experience. So, uh, Travis Kelsey has fired back at Aaron Rodgers. I actually have this audio. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. I had quotes, but yeah, let's actually hear the the audio. What do you have? Uh, Natasha, this is cut eight. This is before now. Travis Kelsey got hurt yesterday, right? Yeah, and can I say something on that front too? It looked ugly at first because I saw the highlights Mm -hmm. around 530 and there were people taking victory laps on Twitter because, like, again, I was crushing Travis Kelsey as much as anybody for Pfizer and Bud Light. Yeah, I've but heard. Like, but, like, you don't you don't take victory laps when a guy Absolutely gets not. hurt. Absolutely Like, not. don't be a scumbag. Like, like the left was doing when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Correct. Correct. You never root for anybody to get hurt yeah. or be in any type of pain like that. But uh, This is Chiefs. Uh, this is uh, Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs responding to what uh Aaron Rodgers said calling him Mr. Pfizer a reporter asked him about that uh I think this was last week okay uh, cut eight Natasha <laughs> I thought it was pretty good I mean with the stash right now I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer um who knew who knew I'd get into the vax wars with Aaron Rodgers man it's <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh the Johnson and Johnson family over there man I don't I don't think we asked you about since you're in the commercial can you kind of just say why why you want it I mean I've always been you know once I got the vaccine, I, and I, de- I got it because of, uh, you know, keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, uh, the people in this building. Um, so, yeah, I stand by it 1,000% and uh, fully comfortable with him calling me Mr. Pfizer. Wow. Paid spokesperson, uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, because a lot of what he said is already proven not to be true. He's not protecting anybody be, uh, beyond himself to some very small extent, which, again, at 34 years old and being a prime athlete in peak physical condition, you know, he probably didn't need the shot. But that's his choice. But he's not protecting grandma or grandpa by, by himself being vaccinated. So that's, that's a falsehood. But go right ahead. They're giving you big paychecks. I got you. Yeah, hooray, capitalism. Um, so, <laughs> so you got this battle going on. And you heard that little snipe there because the Jets uh, are owned by Woody Johnson, Johnson & Johnson, which also offered one of the, the vaccines during the pandemic. Remember, it was Pfizer, it was Moderna, it was Johnson & Johnson. I believe Johnson & Johnson was a one-off shot, if I recall. They got pulled, ultimately. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. The Jets pay him a ton of money. And Aaron Rodgers uh, did not get the vaccine, and he's employed by Woody Johnson of Johnson & Johnson, who's in the business of selling vaccines. So at least they could put aside their vaccine differences for the sake of you know, paychecks and winning football games. But the USA Today comes out, and uh, they have a very, very woke columnist, Mike Freeman. I actually used to work with him at Bleacher Report. Uh, and I never realized how, how off his rocker he was until he started you know, getting into the, the Colin Kaepernick-type stuff with sports and the social and political crossover to sports. And he writes this long piece about Aaron Rodgers embarrassing himself again in mocking Travis Kelsey where he goes on to say the following, and this is from the USA Today over the weekend. Aaron Rodgers is a fool. This isn't easy to say, but it's been established for years now. When this week he called 
uh, Kansas City tight end Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer, he was again dressing himself in a clown suit with the floppy shoes, red nose, and yes, again, his words are potentially dangerous. Rogers joins a loud and equally foolish right-wing chorus that has attacked Kelsey. There's that attack word. Anytime you disagree with anybody on the left, they're under attack. Uh, and for once, those attacks have nothing to do with Taylor Swift. The attacks have been vicious and lacking in facts, like Travis Kelsey just lacked all of his facts there, and they do something else. They portray Kelsey as someone who is spreading death when he is actually doing something to help save lives. Actually, he's not really saving anybody else's life, potentially other than his, but the data shows that Travis Kelsey is really not in any danger of COVID. So you've got this, once again, this painting with the broad brush by Mike Freeman, who says just because you disagree with Travis Kelsey... And just because you don't want your sports figures to be left-wing advocates, that automatically makes you part of the right-wing chorus, which means you're automatically attacking those on the left. And look, and this is, and I'm not in the business of defending pro athletes, but I think it's very unfair. And look, Aaron Rodgers probably really doesn't care. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. He's got a great life. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Famer. He probably couldn't care less if people think he's right-wing. But keep this in mind with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a California guy, okay? Um, Aaron Rodgers also is employed by a organization that is connected to a vaccine and other sorts of pharmaceuticals. And just because Aaron Rodgers decided not to get the vaccine does not make him right-wing, does not make him anti-vax. In fact, I, I don't even know what Aaron Rodgers' politics are. I don't even really truly think he is a conservative by any stretch. I think he probably might even be more like Joe Rogan There's, or Bill Maher. Yes, you're yes. 100% correct. There's zero chance he's a conservative. There's just, zero. There's just no, this, this rush to label somebody far right yep. because they don't agree with Absolutely. far left yep. is so absurd mm-hmm. to me. And that's kind of the polarization and the divide that the media, along with the left, has created here. Mm-hmm. And like Aaron Rodgers, I believe he has said this. He, he said he's not anti-vaccine. He just said that he did not think getting the vaccine for COVID was the right choice for him. Now, where he gets ripped, and I think somewhat justifiably so, two, two or three summers ago when we were getting the reports that you know the NFL had vaccinated 92% of its players or whatever it was, Rodgers used the word immunized. He was asked about it. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, I know um, the Green Bay Packers are saying uh, 99% of their roster is vaccina- vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? And he, he danced around it and used the word immunized. And then he got kind of called out for it. He got caught. And he was using other sorts of treatments that were available to him that certainly he has the accesses and resources to because he's got $50 billion in the bank. Um and then he got called out for it. So I think that's where he set himself up for some criticism. But then again, if you came out and said, no, I'm not getting vaccinated, you were looked at as, you know, RFK Jr. or something. Yeah. And that's what happens. Right. And I think that's why this whole thing has played out the way it has. By the way, speaking of RFK Jr., like the, the huge news today, he's going to be in Philadelphia. I know. Right across the street almost, making an 
an announcement for for a third party. I know. And we're you know we have uh, Dan Borowski from the Dom Show is going to go down there and try and get some 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 audio. Like we're we're uh, and I think after Dawn Show, Anthony's going to head down there too. So like you know we're all over this, but because of you know what happened over the weekend, mm-hmm. it's com- it got completely pushed to the back burner. Pushed to the back burner. Yep. But like a a potential third party huge spoiler for 2024 I know is making the announcement right in our backyard and, and it's 919 we haven't even mentioned it yet. I know and it's, we've been caught up in everything with obviously with you know the big story of the weekend which is not just a local issue because we've talked about the pro-Palestinian march in Philly it's not just a United States issue I mean this is not just a Middle East issue this is yeah. this is a global issue and part of and, and the latest shoe or domino to drop so to speak in what is transpiring across the globe in these last two and a half, three years, which was our big take this morning. So that's kind of where we are at. By the way, I'm going to need some of that audio because we're going to do an RFK Philadelphia big take tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, well, I I, I mean, we're using it for all the shows. There you go. It'll be uh, be good. We we all operate as one one big happy family here. Right. I I will say with RFK Jr., the thing about it is I think the fact that you have this major crisis on a global level it doesn't diminish him as a third party because although he's attractive when you think about all the infighting when you think about somebody who's a major player on the field and his world policy is relatively unknown would people trust him as we head into being sucked into a potential war in the middle east it's a good point Good point. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. All right, so coming up next, we will get to a couple of other stories at the bottom of the hour. We've also got part due of the cut sheet. Stalker's got enough audio today that can get us through Friday alone, I yeah, think. Yeah, I just sent uh, I just sent Natasha like five more cuts. So thank you, Natasha, for doing a great job yes. today. Like I know this is not easy, no. uh, and you're fairly new to this, so yeah. I really appreciate you. You step it up. Yes. And and Valdez did have this day planned off in advance. It's not like he saw the stuff break out on it's Saturday and I'm taking Monday it's off. True. He, t- he told me a couple weeks ago. There you go. All right. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show with an interesting story about how two families got fed up with their state's politics, so they moved away. But what did they do? We'll get to that story. Part due of the cut sheet. What's on tap for the Dawn Show and who on Twitter today? It's all still on the way. It's Kale and Company. Monday morning, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Dawn's Big Three coming up in a couple of minutes as well as what's on the cut sheet part due. Who won Twitter today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show all still on the way. RFK Jr., his big speech in the city of Philadelphia today. And uh, RFK Jr., interesting column from NBC News is headed for a breakup with the Democratic Party, the headline. Uh, we'll certainly have some thoughts and reaction to what he says today, tomorrow, uh, here on the show in the first hour. But I saw this story, and this was kind of interesting, because I've actually lived it. Now, I did it for professional reasons, not political reasons, but my political um, affiliation certainly changed after going south and then coming back. Uh, interesting column, uh, column from the New York Times with the title being, Two Families Got Fed Up With Their State's Politics, So They Moved Out. Uh, I just want to read a little excerpt from this, and then also kind of the interesting, and I think confounding, um, occurrences that go on in this country when people move 
for political reasons, but still stay with the same political party when they get to their new destination. But the article starts off with this. After Iowa banned gender-affirming medical care for minors, the nobles concluded they had to get out. Quote, it's so much better here, financially, emotionally, mentally, Steve Huckins said of moving to Missouri from Oregon. So you've got two different families here. You've got the nobles and the Huckins. Jeff Noble still seems stunned that in America in 2023, politics would drive families to seek refuge across state lines. Steve Huckins, a native of Oregon, was preparing to move across the country when he went on Facebook to post a goodbye letter of sorts to his home state. He said, quote, I had planned to die here, Mr. Huckins, 59, wrote. It's a beautiful state, speaking of Oregon. The mountains, the lakes, the rivers, the beaches, all are overshadowed by the societal and political climate. Mr. Huckins and his wife, Ginger, were leaving Portland, Oregon, which is a hellhole now, one of the most progressive cities in the United States. They said Portland's tolerance of homeless encampments, along with the open use of hard drugs and rising crime, had filled them with despair, so they headed 2,000 miles east to deep red rural Missouri. Driving around their new hometown in June, about an hour outside of St. Louis, they admired the old Victorians and a tractor defying the minimum speed limit on a state road. One thing, quote, I do like about Missouri, there's a lot of American flags, Mr. Huckins said, as he steered around a traffic circle where the stars and stripes flapped crisply on a pole. In Portland, the American flag was offensive, end quote. Kind of an interesting dynamic. And Portland and Oregon being the center of it, somebody actually moving to Oregon, which I don't understand why, somebody leaving Portland, which I absolutely understand why, But think about this. We just heard DeSantis last week in one of his clips where Florida has gone even more red over the last couple of years, where they have swung 600,000 more registered Republicans in their state. So you have people that are fleeing California, Portland, Oregon, New York, Pennsylvania, some of them moving to other red states, others moving to Florida. And you're starting to see people flip their voter registration. Yet you also see people leave New York, Pennsylvania, California, and go to a place like Tennessee, for example, and relocate to Nashville. And Nashville's very progressive, very blue, but stuck right in the middle of a very red state. And these people that leave these blue cities or blue states still vote D. Yet you go to Georgia, same thing, people relocating from the Northeast, and you see Georgia ever so slightly shifting towards purple. And then, of course, you have Texas, still more red than Georgia, but you have pockets of blue. Like Austin, Texas is very blue. So I've always been a little dumbfounded by the individuals that say, you know what, I can't live in these blue cities with progressive policies, and I'm getting away from it. And then they go to a place where they say they've got better freedom, lower taxes, uh, you know, away from the crime. They go to places with law and order. Yet they still vote yep. what they for what they drove yep. them out of it in the first place. Yep. Isn't that the most bizarre thing? It's like saying you were in an abusive relationship and you left and then you got in another abusive relationship. <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, I mean, usually with those abusive relationships, it is a pattern that does seem to right. continue. So maybe maybe it's the same thing. But yeah, I agree with you where I don't see why, you know, they leave one state because of the policies mm-hmm. of that administration or that state's, you know, yeah. governance and, and, and move to a more 
free state and they're they're like no nah, i still want to like yeah. i want to bring this here yes and you know i've been critical of DeSantis for the last couple of months and i think rightfully so but i will give him credit on the gubernatorial level what he has done is people have come to his state and it's not all him right people have been re- relocating to florida for years and, and certainly you know trump a florida resident so that matters as well but you know there's something that he's doing correctly that I would say, hey, Georgia, Brian Kemp, if you're worried about your state going from red to purple yep. or um, Greg Abbott, Texas, same thing, you might want to just legitimately just copy verbatim the playbook of DeSantis and maybe your state won't start shifting and keep trending in the wrong direction away from you. Although I would live in Georgia, Texas, or Florida. So there you go. Uh, uh, old man Dudley on the YouTube chat wants to know, since you have a hoodie on, Nick, you have the Kale & Company official merch hoodie. I do. Uh, what... Uh, Will you be announcing uh, what stores you'll be looting later? Yes, yes. Uh, be, actually, I'm uh, I'm actually going to go to uh, the Apple store <laughs> because I need the iPhone 15. And at the end of the day, uh, we all know Everybody everybody's got to eat. I'm actually going to throw the hoodie up, put my COVID-19 KN95 mask on, and you guys will have no idea it's Nick Kale. By the way, it's all available at the merch store, 1210WPHT.com, 1210WPHT. Dot com. We still haven't hit the forty seven hundred subscriber mark. We're like, yeah. we're like four away. So what are you, you doing? Hit you, the subscribe yeah. button so you can be the forty seven hundredth subscriber. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHD. I bring it. You've actually you haven't brought it lately. You've been very lax on the demand. I, have. Oh, I think I have. we need this we gotta ramp that up here. Yeah. We're coming into Q four of the season. I, my goal is we gotta get to five thousand subscribers. Yeah. So is that our goal by Black Friday? Before we break for Thanksgiving, can we get to five grand? Th- Six weeks, seven three weeks? uh three hundred uh three no. Yeah, 300. Yeah. 300 subscribers in by six weeks? in six weeks. Yeah. That, that's not too much to ask for, right? Yeah, we can do that. All right, 9.36. Before we get to part due of the cut sheet, let's get to Don Stenzel's Big Three at Nine. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kale & Company. Yeah, so we have a lot of fast-breaking developments as Israel now has successfully um, been firing upon and, and destroying different Hamas targets in what has now been declared a war going on here we have u.s military headed there as a backup and now we're hearing that israel has has shut off food and water electricity etc to certain regions as they now feel they have secured these areas in gaza and in in the south of israel so this conflict now it's going on and we've been covering this uh, since six o'clock this morning as you well know as israel has intensified the gaza strikes this morning confirming more than 1,200 dead in the fighting. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu declaring war after those Hamas terrorists are accused of launching this massive attack. So we know that 800-plus Israelis are already confirmed killed. 400-plus Palestinians are reportedly killed. The question is, how many hostages are there after they went door-to-door and pulled especially women, children, grandmoms from homes targeting civilians in an unprecedented attack uh, as far as Hamas doing this and taking responsibility for it. Hamas leadership speaking out today saying, yes, of course, Iran supported us in this. So many headlines this morning that we have indeed been updating you on uh, as we look at what's happening. And certainly, yes, we know that we are involved. We have Pennsylvania leadership, lawmakers from across the country, as well as in Pennsylvania, um, saying that we stand with Israel. 
can I just say, since we're, you know, <clears throat> we're kind of pressed for time here, I, I wanted to play this. Mm-hmm. Too. I was going to play it for the cut sheet, but it sure. dovetails beautifully off of what Dawn was just saying. So we played earlier the pro-Palestinian march that was happening in Rittenhouse Square there in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was Dawn or... Maybe it was you, Nick, who brought up what was happening in New York City. I have two clips, and if you want to see this, get over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHE. You can hear it as well. Uh, all these pro-Palestinian crowds uh, that gathered. It looks to be Times Square. So this is a pro-Palestinian crowd cheering after the speaker praises Hamas's invasion into Israel and the number of rockets uh, that were fired. Uh, Early morning on Saturday, October 7th, our resistance illegal settlements and paraglided across colonial borders. It's unbelievable. What a, what a sight. You see the NYPD walking too to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Alright. In this operation and up to front, the resistance fires more than 5,000 rockets. It's it just, it's just, and and it's not it's not a small group of people no. either. It's, hundreds. It's hundreds of people. Yes. Hundreds of people. Could be in the thousands. Yeah. So, I mean, when we when, when we sit here and talk about it, well, it's, it's just a small group. It's, it's not just a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also uh, marched through the streets of New York City chanting, Free Palestine. <laughs> I mean, look, this is, in, this is insane. No words. I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's the amount of, you know, I mentioned this earlier today. I mean, it's not even just one common theme of conflict and, you know, yeah. escalating tensions globally. There's so many different, like, random battles that are being fought now. I mean, battles with school boards to free speech to Russia, Ukraine. Like, it just seems like there's divide everywhere. Yeah. It's, 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 it's honestly a wild time. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. Yeah. And many people, you know, asking this morning, maybe maybe over the weekend we're paying more attention to sports and traveling. Yep. What about Israel's, you know, Iron Dome? What about the mi- missile defense system, which is, you know, so famous? They're saying this morning, confirming that, in fact, it was overwhelmed. And so Hamas claiming that Iran officials helped in the planning and the funding of the situation and saying that, yes, this was a well-planned attack that happened on the 50th anniversary of what happened 50 years ago in 1973, obviously, with the you know so-called Yom Kippur War that happened October back then, but confirming that, in fact, that they had planned this, and we saw it by land, by sea, by air, and even those bulldozers. Yeah. I mean, literally taking down the walls and the border. And when, so that's why it's significant when we think about those who were protesting or demonstrating here in Philadelphia and New York and other places, they are they were in ess- in essence uh, promoting the cheering of not not the Palestinian movement that was, and I want to make that distinction. They were cheering and as you heard mentioning Hamas, yep. the terrorists who are accused of and by all accounts murdered more than eight hundred Israelis 
And that happened on Saturday. Innocent civilians. Mm -hmm. 800. Now, what about the hostages? Well, first of all, we're trying to get the number of hostages. We know at least 100 hostages taken in. We're told uh, that there are Americans among the hostages. We're also told as far as the 800 plus, these numbers are counting because we have thousands injured and some of them critically injured. But there are at least the State Department this morning confirming at least nine Americans were killed on Saturday. Hmm. So we have that confirmation now. Okay. So, so we have all of that, just putting some of it in, in perspective. And then remember, early this morning, and forgive me if you were here with us at 6 o'clock this morning, but we did say that early this morning that, yes, U.S. fighter jets on the way, as well as other apparatus by sea, by air, from the United States of America, heading there and, and perhaps close to arriving as a backup. And that really brings us to the question as far as there are reports, and I'm careful with this because a lot of it's over social media, but there are reports and reporters questioning uh, the administration this morning. Well, what about these reports that, in fact, terrorists did come over the border, terrorists are poised in America, for example, or points across the globe to retaliate for anybody that identifies as an ally with Israel and is supporting. And so as we see our fighter jets and our apparatus by sea, the, um, you know, the, the USS, what was it the Ford, uh, USS Ford, the, the military carriers, as they arrive, will we see then the retaliation? And is this so-called coordinated attack, mm-hmm. um, uh, is there more to come? And that's what many are bracing for. And that is why across America, not just here in Philadelphia, not just across New Jersey and and Pennsylvania and East Coast Point, New York, but across America, law enforcement at pretty much every level is beefing up forces, not just around synagogues or mosques, but beefing up forces and on the lookout and encouraging all of us if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Uh, One more on this. There's there's allegedly an an area in Illinois called Little Palestine, and the residents spoke out about what's happening there. I'm sure you can imagine what they were saying. Uh, this is that from MSNBC this morning. The perspective of Palestinian Americans here in Little Palestine in the Chicago area. Take a listen uh, for yourself to some of what we heard. The response was not unexpected because, you know, provocations day after day, time after time, um, it was was nonstop, and it seems like uh, the Netanyahu government is not willing to uh, to uh, to bring any peace to the region. For me, it was kind of conflicting because um, you know I'm half Palestinian, my mom's half American, so it was like a it's conflicting for me because you have people in there and innocent bystanders that'll be involved in it, but at the same time, it's it's like you know what other choice did they have? Well. What other choice do they have? What other? I don't know. Not not kill eight hundred people. You know, it's. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that that is this is this is not. I'm not sure how Israel ends up as the bad guy in response and retaliation to what what they just created. Because their religion tells them that. Of course. It's just infuriating. I'm sorry. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just I'm just really frustrated with it. I got you. Sorry, Don. Greg's fired up. Uh, I just I just am. I just I can't. 
I can't with this. I can't with this. We've been, Philly's we've been fighting the same freaking war for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That's never going to end. When will people wake up and realize what what's causing it? Well, this morning, or, or I should say this afternoon in Philadelphia, a Kennedy, and yes, of the Camelot Kennedy family, right, Kennedy fame, RFK Jr., expected to drop his primary bid as POTUS on the Democrat side and to launch his third-party run as an independent. And so his campaign has been teasing this announcement. It'll happen this afternoon. Of course, we'll bring you all the coverage. I know that um, Big Dan Browski will be down there. Anthony Drenza will be there. And so that'll be breaking news this afternoon. As well, Biden administration officials this afternoon are expected uh, to release some new information to us as well. So this afternoon... <laughs> You want to stay tuned because there's going to be so much breaking news happening on both the international front as to what's happening in Israel. And then as well, is the U.S. involved? We know that there are other allies involved in the so-called, you know, hostage, hostage negotiation that's ongoing right now. Is the U.S. involved in that? How many Americans were taken? But the uh, terrorist group Hamas, what they want out of this is a prisoner swap because they have many, many of their members who are being held both in America as well as in the Middle East. Okay. So that's what we're being told. And that is that is that negotiation going to happen? In this country, we claim that we don't negotiate with terrorists. So in any event, we'll see if RFK, will he, will he cancel this event or will it move on? And then as far as, I'll do the other big three because Congress, we've heard reports that Congress is crippled. Because of what happened last week, there's technically not a House Speaker. And so nobody's talking about that anymore. There is no live House Speaker debate between those running for it. We're told that right now on this, and remember, this is a federal holiday. Mm -hmm. So everybody's supposed to be off. We're told right now that Republican leadership, as we speak, is moving as swiftly as possible to get a Speaker of the House and get things moving again. And so will it be Scalise? Will it be Jim Jordan? Who will it be? We're being told uh, they're getting it together and that this obviously is expediting that that speakership debate and vote and as well galvanizing all yeah. House Republicans. So it takes a terrorist attack yeah. on Israel to get the dog and pony show to be good to put, you know, put that on the back burner and, you know, actually name somebody quicker than they probably would. So we can quit the theater is basically yeah. what they're saying. Very interesting. Yeah, and so essentially, you know, it's it has silenced all that drama because it puts life in perspective and and everything that's gone viral and we've seen it of especially um, young girls and young women um, pleading for their lives, a grandmother pleading for you know her life. Yep. Um, it's it's sick. It it's um, it's gripping the world really as we all watch this. Yeah, but people are conflicted about it. They're conflicted about it because you know on one hand it's uh, it's uh, you know innocent civilians stuff like that, but on the other hand you know they had it coming. Well, there's actually a, a picture of some people at one of the uh, protests. It definitely look like Gen Zers holding up a sign that says "Jews for Palestine." Yeah, you talk about conflicted now. Jews for Palestine. Well, the Jews for Palestine can only be American, right? Probably. And we saw the, what, 31 Harvard organizations. Yeah, probably Ivy League kids. Right. Uh, Spoiled, you know, folks talking about their pronouns who, you know, we've talked about this earlier, but don't understand that they would be shot 
on scene if they were right now overseas. They would be beheaded. We have to break. We really have to break. All right, coming up next, we'll wrap it up. We'll find out what Dawn has in store for uh, the Dawn Show, who won Twitter today, and then Greg and I will make a Phillies-Braves Game 2 prediction. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, let's plan our escape next spring. Oh, something special is happening, and I'm asking you to join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals. They're the best at conservative tours. They're putting together an incredible, incredible behind-the-scenes, best-kept secrets tour for us, and they're the best tour operator in all of Italy's, yes, my friends, at conservative tours. So that's why I say join me for these 12 magical days. By the way, conservative tours, they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and everybody, if you've ever been on one of their tours, rave reviews. So we're even going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. Just uh, imagine us, picture us, their hair blowing on that jet foil, Isle of Capri, looking at the beautiful island there and those Mediterranean turquoise waters, 5267, including your airfare. Yeah, that includes the airfare. Luxury hotels, includes those dining events galore. We're going to make some memories here. Call toll-free, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com, Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secrets, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, of course, all the great ancient sites there in Rome. Join me next spring in Italy, conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture. You'll see the itinerary. Make sure you call 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. We'll find out who won Twitter today in a moment. Also a Game 2 prediction for the Phillies and Braves between Greg and myself. But right now we find out, more importantly, what is happening six minutes from now when the Dawn Show begins at 10 o'clock. Yeah, there's so much uh, developing locally as we watch these local demonstrations and what's happening ahead of, you know, military, because we're arriving now. By now, you, the, those U.S. warships, as well as uh, destroyer, as well as um, the jets, our, our U.S. jets um, are arriving. And so, what happens then? So, we're watching this very carefully. All these latest developments happening this morning. Coming up at um, this morning at ten fifteen, Bob uh, Bobby Wine, co-director of Christopher Sharp National Geographic documentary film, will have a little escape. And talk about this latest documentary film, which is amazing. And so we'll, we'll take you there and get a little escape on what I love these, uh, Nat Geo documentaries. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll take you there on an escape. And then in the 11 a.m. hour, we'll talk about what's happening. There's something new happening and a new strategy as far as North Philadelphia. We saw some shootings over the weekend. So we'll talk to Alex Schaefer the president there at TUPU as with regards to temple security. So we have some latest movements, but we're tracking all the, the breaking news of the day, of course. And it's a day that uh, we're proud of the fact that we're live and local here in WPHC from six o'clock in this morning till seven o'clock tonight. There's not a dull moment. And some of this is not in a good way, but we have it all live and local to bring you that local perspective. All right. Dawn show coming up at 10 Thank o'clock you, as we find out who won Twitter today. Who won Twitter? Yes, I know that there's an issue with the sound today. Like everything we fire off of this board is super loud, and yeah. apparently we're super low. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I will, thought I sounded low in my we, own ears. We will get to the bottom of uh, before tomorrow's yeah. broadcast. Or actually, I'll get to the bottom of it as soon as I get off the air today. Thank you. Uh, Newman Price wins Twitter. He says, uh, "I can hear 
Joe's comments when asked about the nine plus Americans. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He would probably say. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. So uh, on to something a little lighthearted to wrap it up here in the next thirty seconds. Phillies Braves tonight, game two of the NLDS in Atlanta. Uh, Stalker, I'm going to be a little greedy tonight. Uh-oh. I'm going to ride with the Phillies again. I am too. Plus 135. Wow. Max Freed for the Braves lost last year to the Phillies in this round. And Zach Wheeler, 2-0 lifetime against the Braves in the playoffs. And 12-7 in his career with a 3-1-8. He does well. I'm going to be greedy. Phil's take the first two. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to actually give you a score. Uh, Phil's for uh, Atlanta 3. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Phillies three, Braves two. Wow! So, so we're both on a, on the one. Yes, I like it. That is correct. All right, stay tuned. The Dawn Show is next. Have a great rest of your Monday. RFK Junior stuff for sure, and we'll be back tomorrow morning at six. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company weekday mornings six till ten on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the Free Odyssey app.